boys and girls. We are back with our human experience. Today, we have the pleasure of sitting down with the lovely, the magnificent, and the beautiful Casey Bard from Tacticaleries. Thank you for uh, having me in. Absolutely, <laughs> man. I'm excited, too. I'm glad that we were able to do this. Uh, Melissa and I are going to, we're just going to pick your brain about a whole bunch of stuff. But the biggest thing that we want to bring it back to today is talking about your transition from working for another company getting your steady paycheck you punch in punch out basically Mm -hmm. and you do your work and then you go home at the end of the day you're not responsible for managing a company managing employees expectations outcomes what exactly made you make the leap from that position into running your own business with tactic calories and i'd love to get into some of the challenges that came from that, the opportunities, pros and cons. I believe that this is something that a lot of people consider, and especially even more so now than than ever um, in recent history, doing something on their own, striking out on that little pet project or trying to grow that thing. And there's a lot of fear and confusion, and, and there's a lot of, I believe, charlatans and people out there telling you, like, if you just step into it and lean in and you'll be good and and that's great and there's a part of that 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 is absolutely true but there's also a realistic take that we need to appreciate in terms of what are you putting at risk how important does this need to be in order to leverage the value of leaving some stability that you might have Mm -hmm. how does that impact your family if you have one so i think it's a pretty relevant thing that that a lot of people in one way or another whether it's starting your own company or just leaving a job that you've been at for a long time and going to another company or seeking out another agency to work with, that big professional transition can be a scary thing for a lot of people. Yeah, so, or, And unfortunately for a lot of people right now, it's being forced into it. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you don't I mean, have much I, of a choice. I mean, sure. I was forced into it too, but it was over, under different conditions, you know, so. So yeah. let's, let's start but, there. Like, well, where, about, where were you working? Yeah, and, yeah give us the I mean, background. Since, since I was 12, I've had a full-time job. Um, it's funny, I see 12-year-olds now and I, I don't think I would leave a retail store to them to run, but, (laughs) um, you know, grew grew up in Western Pennsylvania, and at 12, I I was handling, on the weekends, um, my aunt and uncle, they owned a motocross store that eventually would become uh, world known for engine building. Okay, So they would build, I don't know if you knew this about it. I didn't know that, So, you know, it's a funny thing, bringing this up to kind of also build a little bit of a frame of reference, like Chad and Melissa, you guys have been a long basically this whole ride you know i mean we became pretty good friends right you know at like kind of the end of my tenure at my big boy job mm-hmm. and you so you guys have kind of watched this all as, as some of my uh, some of my gr- closest friends that i've made up here yeah. so and, and when i say up here rochester area um so you guys kind of have an interesting viewpoint from the outside mm-hmm. looking in and then you know a little bit more personal than the average person probably but yeah so growing up in western pennsylvania i worked for uh, the the four wheeler racing company and like I said it grew pretty big. Um, they would have to leave on the weekends and and go to like the national races all over the country. Okay. And I was the guy that would basically run the Friday and Saturday retail hours. And at twelve. At twelve. That's, that's awesome. when I started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think. Trial by fire. Man. Um, yeah. So it's like I kind of had to you know I kind of quit wrestling by like mid high school you know like just because I was like. I liked money, you know, I was, I had more money than everybody that I knew in terms of, you know, I never had money given to me, so mm-hmm. my parents always told me if I wanted a truck when I turned 16, I had to start when I was 14, 
to have money by the time I was 16. So and that's how, kind of the idea. Not to, to, to like derail you, but how mm-hmm. did that compare to how you grew up? Because I, I, when you said that, it related to a point in time for me right before I went to the Marine Corps where I was working this job. I was still involved in some semi-criminal elements yeah. and uh, I had a lot of money as yeah. a result of that. And it was probably the first time ever in my life that I felt like I had disposable income and that was a weird like unfamiliar feeling for me yeah where you where are you coming from in terms of that once i've you always kind of had like a weird um like money at, on hand you know i i working there and, and i mean i got paid like five bucks an hour but yeah. five bucks an hour times 40 hours a week at 14 is pretty awesome i worked after school on saturdays you know for forever so dude isn't you, that nuts though to think five dollars an hour when i started working minimum wage was 415 yeah and that's, that's what, what I'm I, made. I remember yeah. i made five bucks an hour i used yeah. to work i and then i would work at the local racetrack the motocross track i would sit out in the sun all fucking day for thirty dollars <laughs> and uh, it's like why well, i have like you know sunspots all over you guys that can't see casey he is built for sun <laughs> yeah 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 exactly i had to wear like a one-piece denim like the guy from you know the uh, like the uh, the one guy from uh, the Incredibles, not the big guy, but like the Flash guy, like the black dude that had everything covered except for this. Yeah. That's what I had to wear, but denim. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, it's, it was weird because yeah, I was always the guy that you know, and I got in 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 fistfights in school because people would like make fun of it, like call me like you know, you know, we were like the rich kids. Mm-hmm. And it was like, just because my dad didn't blow it all on fucking meth didn't mean that we were rich. Like, you know, yeah. I was not rich. My parents never gave me anything. I was on welfare. I, there was times when growing up I didn't have water. <laughs> we didn't have running water. We didn't have heat. We didn't have yeah. any. You know, I grew up in a trailer. And um, But my parents were, weren't fuckheads. So, um, you know, I learned very early that I had to, you know, I, I don't have a military background, but I hear, you know, y'all always say the whole, like, no, no one's coming to save you. Yeah. I learned that very, 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 very early, probably earlier than I should have. Um, so it, it's always been a thing. Like, I, I, I don't rely on anybody else to feed me lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole vibe when you're like, well, I'm, I'm let down by the lunch that was provided. I'm never, because I, I handled it, you know, yeah. like, uh, I'll bring water with me. I, everything is, I'm always prepared. My parents were divorced. I, I went back and forth. So I never had, like, I'm coming home to, you know, e- every week it was something different. It was you know, switching different houses. Um, I, my mom moved every month for some reason. Um, big lack of stability. I, yeah, very. Yeah. So it was just kind of like no one's coming to fucking save you. And again, not that I had a bad childhood. My my parents were great. I was never in danger that I knew of. No, but, but that certainly but, shapes you. But it, it does. It, yeah. The, those experiences they teach you lessons and they mm-hmm. shape you whether you recognize it or not. And yeah. you know, being in an environment like that, it teaches you to. Be prepared for the unknown because mm-hmm. I'm not a hundred percent sure what home's going to look like when I get there, yeah. or if we're even going to stay there for much longer because yeah, we may move again. Hundred percent. It's like and going back and forth every Sunday. It's like now I see my kids and it's like, you know, they put their little things, their trinkets on their shelves, and you know, there'd be times I'd come back to my dad's and my dad's girlfriend would have um, she she threw that all away. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's all gone now. You know, so I, I always had to retain everything and so it was my it was something I could control was was working and having money and if I needed money I was just telling the story the other day you know back to how early I can remember prepping food for myself because my life is run by food prep right now mm-hmm. I remember at that you know 12 14 year old stage riding my bike to the dollar store to buy a can of tuna fish a can of whole potatoes and whatever seasonings were there, and I would just kind of mix it all together. And that's your tactic, Caleb. And that's seriously, I would yeah. eat that three times a day because I was getting into, 
into like bodybuilding. You know, I read yeah. like the Arnold Bible, and it was like you got to do clean, you know, lean protein, lean. And so that's how I, I literally ride my bike down this massive hill, and then I had to like eat it to figure out how to help, how the hell to get back up to the top of the hill. Um, so anyway, it was like you know, I I never starting at twelve, I never went more than ten days with with a steady paycheck. You know, mm-hmm. I always was. I was always doing several things, you know, I, while I was working for the the quad company, I would do that on even weekends through college, you know, fast forward a couple of years. Yeah. Um, weekends, I would come down and work Saturdays just to get an extra like hundred bucks or whatever. Sure. And then all the stock parts, all the factory parts that they took off of the racing four wheelers, you know, shocks and wheels and tires that wouldn't work on a trail on a track. I'd put them all in the bed of my truck, take them back up to college. And all week, I would spend. I would put them on eBay because mm. people want like factory parts. You know, if you sure. have a clean four wheeler, you want to replace it with a clean front wheel. Um, so I'd sell that stuff. So I was making a couple thousand bucks a week on eBay because nobody would want that stuff. Like, what the hell am I going to do with a junk sure. factory shock? No good to us. I just found the niche that it was good to, and it was the, you know, yeah. people on eBay. So, and then I would usually do that as I was sitting in a computer lab getting paid to like make sure nobody stole the computers. So it was like I was getting paid triple time, you know? Um, Wow. So, so that was like efficient. Yeah, it was super efficient. Um, So, triple time. So I was making about $7 an hour, you know? Um, But so I, you know, all through like, you know, college, I always had multiple positions and everything. Um, Eventually, I I started um, really taking a liking to, uh, marketing and advertising and promotion it was something I did. Um, you know, I, I developed websites and I did online marketing for people really, really early in my life. And it's something I wanted to pursue in college. So um, I always, I like nutrition just through training and stuff. And I like marketing. So it's something I always wanted to do was market nutrition. So um, I think I was like 17, 18 and a competitive power lifter. And I'm on a bodybuilding forum, which was super super popular back in that time frame sure um i started running my mouth about this new company that was out and he said uh, you know we're new but i'll send you some products to try and if you like them then tell everybody i remember he said this the phrase if you like them tell everybody and if you hate them tell everybody mm. i thought that was really interesting yeah so i i took him up on it took free product and i you know i lost some weight got stronger or whatever um, became a brand advocate for that company and, you know, that was like, when, like I said, I was like 17 and I, and I worked for that company full time from the age of 17, 18 through, um, I would have been 31 when I finally, you know, so basically my entire twenties, um, that stable income. And I went from, yeah. mm-hmm. I think my first, uh, agreed upon salary was like, you know, full time plus, uh, driving all over, uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania as a, as a sales rep position and then coming home and doing online moderation and stuff i think i was getting paid thirty three thousand dollars a year okay and it was great because i was like 30 30 grand this is amazing i mean that's the most i've ever made right well yeah and at 17 um, 18 years old you know it's not bad i, st- I at that time I, did, I knew nobody around me that even was like what the fuck why would you want a job you know like, yeah. why, like why like my friends around me all the guys that i surrounded myself had credit cards from their parents like, I mean, they would just go buy shit on these credit cards. I didn't, I didn't have that, you know? So I had to, so I was, um, working a actual full-time career while I was getting, you know, a couple degrees and I don't know the, the, <laughs> then things sped up a little bit, um, to, to wrap up my twenties, you know, by the time I was 22, 
we decided to put out a product that was going to revolutionize the pre-workout space. You know, you take a pre-workout product, and prior to us, um, everything was filled with a bunch of fillers, and the scoop size was about the same size of, like, you know, half of a protein scooper. Mm -hmm. We had the idea of, like, okay, well, caffeine, there's only, like, 200 milligrams of caffeine. There's a couple grams of this and that. What the fuck's this other stuff? Like, why do we need a 30-gram scooper? So what if we just take out all the other junk? I don't care what color it is. It can mix whatever color powder mixes. I don't need an artificial color in it. I don't need artificial flavors. We'll just, mm-hmm. you know, flavor it with with um, lemon and lime juice and and just hit it with hard hitting product uh, ingredients. So that was the idea. I was on that initial call. Five dudes just came up with this idea, and then that product um, went to sell a quarter of a billion dollars in in just that one product. Mm-hmm. Um, so my twenties were were pretty crazy you know i i um you know i don't have much to show for it but money was you know coming in at a pretty good pace and i blew all of it on i don't know what um <laughs> and this is what the reason i like to be honest story yeah you know? and like the reason yeah. i like to be honest about that is because there you know there was investments made and stuff but but not that not a lot you yeah. know um I, it, you know you always hear like like I just want to talk, you know, I want to bring up, like I didn't make good decisions with it. You know, I, I was. We appreciate that. I mean, yeah. part of what we want to convey in this is not only the story itself and all of our experiences, but some vulnerability. And like, yeah. I fucked this up. This is like, I made yeah. this mistake and you can learn from it or you can listen to it, say you're going to learn for it and then make the same mistake mm-hmm. and at least recognize it wherever you fall on that spectrum. I think that's, it's great to bring that up. Thank yeah, you. yeah, no. So it's like it still goes back to that no one's coming to save you thing. It's like you fall, you fall for um, you know. I don't care if you've worked for the company for one year, you know, six months, one year, five years, twelve years. No, you know, nobody, nobody's coming to save you because a lot of times, like, motherfucker, the ship's going down. Like the the captain is worried about what he's worried about, yeah. his life and his things, and and the first mate's doing the same thing. You know, all these different like, no one's worried about little old you in the back of the ship that your job was what yeah who are it's you? irrelevant yeah. now you know yeah. it was great when we when everything was sailing and, and your job is to tie the fucking mast off i mean that's your job good you did great well the ship's going down now and i don't give a fuck because <laughs> because yeah. i'm trying to not die up here and you know i wish i would have had a little bit more of that because i probably would have saved a little bit but i don't really regret anything because i bought some really cool guns with it um <laughs> but now you know it's crazy it's like all those are gone now you know, I bought four wheelers and I bought guns and trucks and all of a sudden it's all gone. Um, because fast forward to early thirties, now there's a federal indictment. Now it's a federal, it's a nationwide worldwide case. I mean, we're mm-hmm. on the fucking, you know, Tom Brokaw nightly news, uh, you know, um, big, big, big news, you know, so, so um, ser- yeah, serious, real stuff. serious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, 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 you know, um, you know, and it, it, it's just, it, you know, Fast forward to basically 31, 32, and that that promise of that Friday paycheck that had grown and grown and grown, and now it's actually starting to recede and recede and recede, and now they're, well, maybe we can do this. Sorry, it's just not there, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fast forward to about, um, I forget when it was, April of 2018. Is 2018, 2019. I get confused. 18, I, would, I would guess. Um no, I think 2019, yeah. I was still getting, I was still on the books. Okay. Yeah, and we were, because it was still, you know, things, I mean, people had been removed from their board positions and 
put in prison, but the company kept rolling. Mm. Um, so basically, I think it was April. I should I should get this date <laughs> correctly, um, but I think it was April 2019 is when it was uh, like the proverbial band aid was was tore off, and it was a really interesting thought because it's like I had already had tactic calories in the in the back of my mind. I was already creating products. I was already doing it, and. I've, I've sat, I've spent a lot of time thinking about th- that time in my life now, mm-hmm. now that we're two years out from it, you know, it's going to be two, two complete years in April. Yeah. yeah. Um, I spent a lot of time recently thinking about some of the good decisions I made and like you, you had brought up in the intro there, it's not just, just you know, we'll just do it. Just, I mean, start now, you know, like you hear all the same, like entrepreneurial mantras yeah. like well grind, you just gotta try harder grind every day yeah oh, yeah man. grind every day yeah and it's like well like i you know i have now i have seven-year-old twins you know so you know a couple of years before i lost my big boy job i mean now i have kids involved now i have a you know a house it's a you know, modest house but it's still a house it's yeah. like we live in new york so the, the tax payments alone are, are a lot of money and um there's so much more to it than that and and it's one thing that it's like i i can't imagine not having have started something again because no one's coming to save me, even though this is the comfort of giving a paycheck every Friday. Even if you're not, you know, people, if they're listening, if they aren't going through a federal indictment, if they aren't being deposed by, mm-hmm. you, yeah. Know, yeah. you know, if they were never raided uh, by, by the um, Texas Rangers uh, at gunpoint, uh, you know, they may, it's, it, things don't have to be that dire or that crazy sure. to, to be able to relate to them. Your job at paychecks, you know, your job, I mean, you think of these other employers around mm-hmm. here that, you know, I, I was close enough to the top that I kind of knew what was going on. You know, I saw the, I was able to see the writing on the wall, but I guess it's safe to assume the writing is on the fucking wall. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. Right? Like, yeah. There's, um, there's two things, if you don't mind, there's two yeah. things that, that really jumped out at me as you were talking. One of them you're, you're kind of touching on right now is <clears throat> that the amount of, I'm curious about how much time, because I, I can remember talking to you throughout this time and it, felt to me like a long period of time that you were in this kind of stressful everything was going on with that company yeah. you were starting to kick around tactic t- t- about how long was that like five years right okay. five I, years I, yeah. of stress because i mean this all happened i think 2016 15 14 17 that's that whole range it was because there were several there were several issues you know so it was like oh uh, uh you know, a, a soldier was found dead with this in his system. Mm-hmm. That was one of them. Oh, there's a, a statewide this because of your product. Oh, we found a misspelling on this product. That's another, you know what I mean? Like all these sure. different things. Um, and again, one of the best things I did was not take ownership of that company, <laughs> you know, yeah. because all the, all the owners were, <laughs> were under direct federal indictment where I wasn't, which was, uh, you know, if you look back and it's like, you look at all these like business, you know, you listen to business and it's like always trying to, get equity in all these different companies, all this different stake. And it's like, that's Maybe cool. That's if, not if, you have a, if you have a cousin that's a, an attorney, that might be a good idea. But without having a clue, going in blind, I'm not sure that's always the best case. Because sure. I, I, you know, in lieu of, at one point they were trying to give me a, a, a raise that I was pushing for. Mm-hmm. And in lieu of the raise, they were offering, um, you know, stake in the company. Mm-hmm. And I would have been a hundred millionaire, you know, but, um, or part of a hundred millionaire, you know, Couple percent of a couple hundred million is pretty awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but um, you know, it's one of those things I look back and I'm like, I'm really glad I didn't. I don't know how I got on that topic, but that's. Um, it it had taken five to six years of of rocky waters, but 
only the last um, probably 18 months was when it was like, all right, this whole tack of calories thing. I just did it as like a, a blog site where I wanted to kind of, um, I did a tactical shoot one day out at, at the local range. And there were a lot of guys that um, have a lot more responsibility. They, they wear a lot more letters on their shirts than I do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, here I am eating my chicken, broccoli, and rice and doing my kettlebell swings before the shoot to, to kind of be prepped for it. And they're eating fucking corn dogs and watching TV on their phone. I'm like, you work, you're an ATF agent and you're like, 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 you know, it just like frustrated me. And so like I sat there and I'm like, what if I, like, there's probably some information I could give them on nutrition that would help these guys. You know what I mean? Like, like, what if I just said, so I remember the one guy was like, you should like write this stuff down because you're funny too, because I was kind of being an asshole too. I was like, that's actually a really good idea. Maybe I can, with my you know, pictures of like my steak and like, you know, a pistol sitting beside it. Maybe I kind of write almost like an asshole, but talking to like that tactical population, like quit eating like fucking babies. So that's what I did. That's where tactic calories started. So that was like probably, I would say give or take two years out from me, you know, prior to me losing my job, it was just a blog. Like I used Instagram as like a personal blog to just, you know, talk shit to the tactical population that I'm not a part of, but I knew a thing or two about nutrition and, that's what I wanted to go towards, you know. So yeah. I spent a lot of time. So that's the whole, the whole name. It was just kind of a Venn diagram of, you know, here are words that are related to guns and knives and flashlights that are too bright, and here's a, a group of words that are food yeah. and tactical calories, tactical calories. So, yeah, probably two years out. Um, so my, my point with the question was bringing some, some uh, awareness for our listeners to – how long you were sitting in this kind of duress, which is about five or six years five total, years, yeah. and then there was a solid two years or so of kind of a toe in the water, something happening with the uh-huh. calories as it started to grow. And it's interesting to me how many people will sit in relationships, jobs, whatever it is, that are that they're miserable. They they see it. I, I think we oftentimes tune out our own intuition as human beings and we know something's wrong. Mm-hmm. We know mm-hmm. something's weird with the company. We know something's weird with our spouse or whatever it is and we just ignore it. And how long people will sit in it, I think it's valuable to hear that you sat in it for that long too but then made mm-hmm. a, an, a choice. Well, it's a simple, it's a simple it, like as a mammal, you know, I, I was just in Georgia hunting and, and I'm sorry if anybody's, a, you know, Offended by hunting, but um, no faux apologies on here. No, yeah, that was a little. No, I like. No, I do like. So I'm gonna talk about hunting. Um, <laughs> um, and on that, what I just what I, what I was thinking is like down south, you you know they they you you're allowed to hunt over a feeder, mm-hmm. you know. So it's funny to watch these animals that know something's not quite right. There's a machine feeding them corn in the center of a field that doesn't grow corn. Yeah. And they walk out and they're like, hmm, this is kind of fucking weird, isn't it? But it's easy food and it's simple and it's like, it's here every day. Mm. And which, you know, for a few deer in Georgia that ultimately led to their demise because you can tell they, they're not comfortable with it. They know that it's not right. You know, and you see that in, in hmm. you see that in, in nature, like, 
things that aren't right generally aren't right. Like things that like you can be hiking and be like something's fucking weird. Oh, there's a dog coming. How did I know that dog was coming? You know, like you, you there's things that happen. We have this intuition and I think too many people fight that and they're like, well, the corn's right here. So, you know, motherfuckers get shot in the chest is what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Because if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. And mm -hmm. um, uh, Undoubtedly. You just made me think of, I personally, I've been trying to do a lot of writing mm -hmm. lately. And um, I wrote something down the other day. I just had like random ideas and thoughts that come to mind. And I wrote something down that it basically said, if you're, if you're looking for easy answers, you're bound to find a difficult life. Mm -hmm. And it, that just made me think about that. You're looking for the easy or comfortable, even if you're suffering. Suffering can feel comfortable to mm -hmm. people. So whether that's the job oh, that you're in, know, and, yeah. you know, it, it, they don't, you'd rather sit in that known pain mm -hmm. than step outside into the unknown because it's just easier. It's easier to keep going to the same office. It's easier to keep punching in the same clock, even if, you fucking hate every minute of your day there, or you're recognizing that something's not right and mm -hmm. something's falling down around you. And one of the other points that I wanted to, to draw some attention to that you that you mentioned, and I don't know if you even noticed it, you kind of touched on it briefly, this idea, it was brought to my attention and our attention actually, Melissa, years ago by Mike Bledsoe, who brought up people confuse having a job with stability mm -hmm. compared to running your own company. If you run your own company, you goddamn know well whether it's doing well or not. There's no surprise yeah. Friday where you come into work and you get a pink slip. Yep. But you certainly <laughs> could run into that working for a company where you're plugging along, everything seems fine, all of a sudden you're like, what is this, federal indictment? Yeah. Or what is this, you go into work, or, downsizing? Yeah. I, we're getting rid of all of these employees? I, and you had no idea. Pandemic hits, I'm going, yeah. Well, and people are like, it's, okay, pandemic hits, and people are using this as an, as an excuse to like, finally I can fucking fire Deborah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. That, that's 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 the thing. It's like, and you know, you know what? Deborah should be using it as an excuse to find I can leave this fucking job yeah. I hate. Yeah, yeah, because it's like when I so, you know, a tip, you know, hot tip here. <laughs> if you plan on doing this, wait to build an LLC, um, because when I did lose my, you know, everybody's oh I lost my six figure job and blah blah blah. And there's a lot of pieces that happened in there, but when I lost my six figure job, everybody's like, well, dude. You're gonna be fine. There's unemployment for a reason. There's blah blah blah. False. If you have an LLC, you have a business that doesn't have to profit. It has the quote ability to profit. If you are, so I was unable to collect uh, unemployment because I had when you initially left. Yeah, because I already had formed an LLC mm -hmm. a couple months prior because I knew it was like, I knew it was months out. Now it was like okay, time to start, you know, ramping up money from uh, an, another source. So. Hot tip, talk to a tax guy about, about that. Because, um, so it's like, you know, when I lost my big boy job, I didn't have unemployment. I had no assistance. Um, I went to the bank and they were like, that sounds like you're in a horrible predicament. You know, good luck. Yeah, good luck. Here's 15 grand. I'm like, that doesn't even, okay. You know, I'm making that, like, that's not, okay. So, um, I, you know, it's like the one thing that isn't said enough and it's in in like when i've told people this it's like i i when i kind of tell my story of you know i've told it a couple of times now and it's like the one thing that isn't often brought up i don't this isn't flashy it's not cute it's not buzz worthy it's not is having a wife that did have a stable job that um allowed me to jump off the back of the ship and uh you know 
being able to say, at very least, at least looking at the writing on that wall, because there's writing there, um, at least hers seems as stable as it's going to be for a corporate gig, mm-hmm. right? Um, she's covering the health insurance. If at very least, if I bring in zero this month, like our house is probably just about covered and, you know, basic expenses. Um, having her and kind of very being very open with our communication on that about what's happening it was not a surprise on our end it was it was like do we do we make this work and, and you know it's it wasn't just tacked calories because to make what i was making <laughs> that's a lot of five dollar salt packets yeah. you know what yeah. i'm saying uh um so you know i did i did consultation and stuff like that too so it's like also just gathering up and saying like okay we just the, the plane just crashed like who knows how who knows how to weave a fucking basket like that's what I had to figure out. Like, what can I actually do? Sure. So they fired me, and it's no longer a company. So I reached out to some of our competitors, and I was like, "Hey, you guys need any info?" And I didn't give any proprietary information. I just helped them fix the fucking grammatical errors on their website. You know, I was conditioned yeah. into um, you know a very a well-oiled um, you know marketing machine in terms of those things. So I was able to go to them and fix the navigation on their fucking website and increase their click-through by X percent. You know what I mean? Little sure. things like that. I never I think- gave any like trade secrets it was just it was skill set though yeah Yeah, skill set yeah coming from you know like a military background because again i i I, i'm not from military background but i can imagine that 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 skill set that is built in you have a certain skill set that if you would apply that now to x it's like this is all easy like you guys are it's 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 insane you know so my all my bosses were always um uh they were they were uh military brass you know so it was always you know, they had very they had systems. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was a system and a spreadsheet. So when I were, was able to bring that to other companies, and I never left them with anything, you know, I would let them build it. Dude, it was like it was nice. So, you know, having I, I didn't just have one income when sure. you know tax calories failed. It was it was it was a hustle. I mean, I look back at that time and it was like. I mean, I remember you were doing yeah. photos. You were doing work for Everything. us with videos yeah. and photo shoots. Mm-hmm. You were doing copy for people. You were yep. doing like, yeah. You were yeah. You had your finger in a million little pies. Every yeah, day. because t- tax calories wasn't there. It wasn't ready, you know. And then eventually, um, you know, I just talked to my wife. She's like, at what point are you just going to, like, focus on it? Because I wasn't sure. giving it my 100%. It was like it was just kind of happening. And, oh, we sold 100, you know, units this month. And now we sold 150. Now, so, like, what's it going to take for me to give it my all in? And I just said, well, what if I treat myself like a fucking client? Oh, <laughs> you know. It's probably how you guys see it with fitness too. Like, imagine, yeah. imagine if Chad Curtis. Was you know how many client. times we have that conversation <laughs> yeah. when we're personally struggling with something? Like, yeah. well, what would you say to your client if they said yeah. the same thing? And we've oh, seen, yeah. like, throughout the years that we've been open, we've dipped toes into like, should we look for another job or should we try to get money? Not from even like, should we. We yeah, have. We have. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it totally takes away from the company if you're not all in. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like, so, so, I had a guy, and, I, and this was kind of a private conversation. He told me never to tell anybody about it, and I won't bring up his name or anything. He was a SEAL, and uh, a fr- friend of a friend that sure. said, "I need X to call you and get you." It was. I mean, he basically Jockoed me before Jocko was public, mm-hmm. and uh, he told me a few things on on that. And what made me think of that is, you know, he knew the whole situation. He was actually friends with the president of our company. Okay, and he happened to be a motivational you know, former Navy guy. And he, I've never had anybody talk to me like that. I've never had anybody know my glaring weaknesses 
like that I thought were well hidden and tell you and and fucking you know, no 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 look at it look at it you know what I mean yeah. I never had anybody do that to me because I was always a successful one nobody ever had to like I never studied through school I never studied through college I could, like how many degrees do I want to get I can you're just keep doing preaching it. to I, the choir and it, and people part don't of the I choir. think <laughs> yeah you're you're I think that's important to recognize too because a lot of times people will look at someone like yourself. And I, that resonates with me. I, I was the same way. I put zero effort or commitment into mm-hmm. literally anything I've done mm-hmm. until I met Melissa. And I didn't even put any effort or commitment into her for the first, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, exactly. eight years that we knew each other. I'm the fucking worst yeah. with that. And what people don't understand is they'll, they'll see that from the outside and say, well, Casey, this comes easy to you. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're so good at this and you're successful. Yeah. You don't need any help. Mm-hmm. With this, yeah, you don't do need you someone know? to point out. I feel like that has challenged you. And, and, and eventually, also, and then I you found do. myself on the top of the mountain or a bottom of the mountain. I don't know which, depending on you know how you asked me. And I was like, I don't. What the fuck? I, I don't like. I, do. I don't know what to do because yeah. I've never had that. You know, I have friends and family that have had to have, you know, tutors and coaches and things all through all of this. Like, Who have had to put the time in? Fucking taught me any of this, and yeah. that's not. That's not me being like egotistical it's like it's actually quite the opposite like i never had a mentor yeah i've never had a, coach. a real one like a real, a real mentor that, that i had to say i don't know what to do you know because i just did it and, and generally it was i was like top of the class like generally i was you know dude like when i went to college like where i came from when i got accepted to a state school mm-hmm. we had it was it was mentioned in the morning like it was like we're gonna do the pledge of allegiance and then by the way school 700 people clapped for me because I got accepted to a state college. Yeah. I mean, that's because it was such an anomaly. It was it was so bizarre. It was odd, and like, how dare you? Like, I did my my senior project on metal fabrication. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, that's how off this 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 whole thing was. So, I not only like nobody. You know, it's like breaking new ground. I nobody. It's not even that I didn't have support because I've always had support, but like but that's my different. dad's like, "What the fuck are you doing, man? Like, keep doing it because <laughs> these guys are giving you money." <laughs> that's and- a, what a, a beautiful thing you pointed out. Your your father. Be, I think that's something that a lot of people don't recognize. I look back at at my childhood, and my mom had no fucking idea how to help me. She's, she's like, "Good luck. What are you doing? Oh, you going to the Marine Corps? You and when college came around, you're gonna go to college. All right." Yeah. Bye. Where are you going? Like, there was no yeah. sit down. Let's look at your finances. Let's no, figure it out. No. Because she hadn't done any of that stuff. She had no skill set in it. Yeah. And I, I, it seems as though you and I share this, uh, this ability to just kind of pick things up and be good at them, but not intentionally really know how we did it or mm-hmm. why we did it. And I found at a certain point in my life, I don't really know how to learn, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know either. how to. I don't know how to put work into a skill set, really. I know how to work hard. What I think it comes down to is I brought up the point like no one's coming to save me, right? These are these are going to be on there too. I need to quit doing that. Uh, <laughs> you know, no one's coming to save me. So when the when like the fucking lifeboat rolls up, I'm like, I'm fucking good, bro. I'm yeah. good here. <laughs> you know, like cause I've never had that work successfully for me. I've never left the Titanic behind and jumped on a fucking boat. It's never happened. I've, I, I'll figure it out from here, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like I never had the opportunity to have somebody come in and say, here, let me figure it out for you, or let me let me educate you on how to handle this. Well, let me just shine and, a flashlight on some of the things you might be missing, the so, blind spots. So with that have. conversation, kind of going back to the conversation with that with that guy, you know, he brought up a few things, and, and he was like, 
you know, a few things he had told me that really stuck with me. And it was, again, the no one's coming to save you. Like, he's like, do you think, you know, insert name here, gives a fuck about you, man? Like, no. Like, and so that was really like, well, yeah, I mean, he was my, you know, like, I, I mean, he was, you know, I was his right-hand man for, he, and not necessarily he, yeah, even right? in a negative way. It's yeah, just they can't. They can't. Their plate right is now. full. Their exactly. Cup, their cup runneth over and with he, bullshit at the moment. Exactly. And he brought up a thing. He goes, "Listen, you, you know, you tell me you have kids on the way, and you know all this stuff." He's like, "You know, what? They're gonna, t- you know, just like you talk about your dad doing X, X, and X. Um, you know, they're gonna talk about you. What do you want them to know you as? Like, what? It's your opportunity. You get to write that book right now." Is it the guy that just kept, just kept hanging on to that ship and just kept, just kept, um, you know, like this normal, and there's nothing, it's like, you know, I brought up like earlier and it's, I'm, I'm having a little like, there's nothing wrong with a corporate job because no. that's, um, that's like, there's nothing wrong with any of this. If you're like, if you're fulfilled yeah. and you, you go to work energized and you love what you're doing, even if you don't love it, but you just, you feel good about it. If it's not sucking your soul yep. and you're... Yeah, they're absolutely not. Let's make this very clear, yeah. everyone who's listening. I, not every person should open their own business because that's yeah. another thing that gets yep. put out there is that you all have superpowers and you should all do your. No, no some I of don't. you should work for other companies, mm-hmm. and that's great. We need that, and and you'll probably feel happier and better about that than you yeah. might doing this thing on just your like own. Planet Fitness is just fine for a lot of people. Correct. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. like if it, if it's zero or Planet Fitness, Planet Fitness a hundred times over, right? And if it's if it's so you know, he basically was like, you know, what's your story? Because some people are climbing that corporate ladder. You know, like my wife loves the corporate environment. Mm-hmm. She loves it. I fucking will burn the place down. I can't do it. I can't do it. She loves it. Um so she doesn't quite understand she can kind of empathize with where you know see where I'm coming from, but she doesn't hundred percent get it but you know he said that he said you know what's what's your you know the, the legend of casey bard what the fuck is that going to look like yeah and then we start to talk and he goes what would you do if money you know what like if, if you could just pick to get you know make what you do now like what would you be doing and i kind of brought up the tech calories thing i was like well figure out a way to kind of do that because i love that i mean it's everything that i like you know when i was 20 i loved creatine <laughs> you know yeah. when i'm 30 i love brisket so like <laughs> i don't i like i want to figure out a way to go that route and he said okay well then let's start that up what's holding you from just switching you know turning left here and i started bringing up the money and he goes okay you're talking dude you're not okay i understand this is a lot of money but start dividing that down and if you take i'm just pulling you know five, five thousand bucks divided by five that's only a thousand so if you can find, you know what I'm saying? Like when you start yeah. dividing it down, he really laid it all out. He's like, dude, 5,000 bucks times, if you if you divide that, if you get four clients and then X, like, dude, that's, could you get four clients today for 1,000 bucks? I'm like, yeah, I could probably get 10 clients at 1,000. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to, to just re, to reverse engineer it. Then he's like, but then there's that fee that you are selling yourself for. Like what is that worth? And that kind of goes back to the feeder, the deer, mm-hmm. you know, getting fed, you know. What was I essentially renting my headspace and renting my time, especially now with kids? How much is it worth, um, you know, for an hour with just Melissa? How much is it, an, you know, an hour's worth of just daddy time? Mm-hmm. How much is an hour worth of, you know, me coming here to train? How much is 25 minutes in the sauna worth to you? Yeah. Like all those different things. When you start adding all that up, it divides into $5,000, 5000 bucks really fucking quick. Mm-hmm. And what I found was it wasn't, 
necessarily the job. It was the life that I, I created myself too, because I, I became, you know, you know, Uber yes, man. It was like, it consumed me. Cause I've, I've always been that. If I, if I'm, if I'm on the team, I'm, I want to, like, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. There was no, there, there was no division. I didn't care that I own the company. Yeah. It's my company. I did this. And I, you know, it was, especially because I, all my jobs have always been fucking cool. Like I've, I've never, it's almost like, this, don't take this for more than it is, but I almost know what like a local, this, I've always said this. I almost know what like a local celebrity feels like, like, a, like the local weatherman, not, not like Tom Cruise celebrity or anything <laughs> like that, but I know what it's like to be like somebody that like when somebody finds out You're who known. I was, or who I am, like when I walked into, even I mean, even now, dude, now it's been, you know, we we had not produced product X since uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. Dude, we're going on it's eight years away. You know, I haven't. It's been so long, and I'll still bring up like who I was or what I did, and they're like, I mean, it's like, oh my god, I love that song. You know, it's like that whole yeah. It's like I'm like yeah. the fucking bare naked ladies, you know what I mean? Or like one of these yeah. bands. It's like, oh my god, that was my high school sweetheart's favorite song. It's like, dude, I I, I always hear it. It's either like, I took that in, you know, either high school, college, or the military. Mm-hmm. Oh, all the dudes, my whole fucking unit was on that shit. We got fucking jacked and we got huge. Oh my god, without your product, I wouldn't have been able to deploy again. And blah blah blah. Like I hear that, I've heard it for the last ten years. And then yeah. prior to that, working at the, at the ATV shop. We were the number one racing shop in the country. My uncle was the engine builder of the year. We were tied in with the best shock company and the best chassis company. So I was like the cool, you know, when I would go to the races, I was like, oh, you're, ta- you're part of Team Hetrix. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, like, that's awesome. And now, you know, my cousin is number one in the world at racing still. So it's still, I still find, uh, if I can, if somebody knows motocross and I mention his name, they're like, oh my God, that's my cousin. Oh, cool. It's like local celebrity yeah. status. So, like, I've never had... The, so I don't know what it's like to not have, like, a really cool job. I've never not had a cool job. Well, and so that can be bit... intoxicating. And going back yeah. to what you are saying about kind of creating that yes man or that yes, like, I'm all in, I'm doing it all the time, and letting it consume you, it, be, it starts to become you. Yep. And, and even more troubling, at least in my opinion, is you start to become that to other people. Yep. And that I mean, we can definitely, one second, definitely oh, resonate wow, with that, with having owned mm-hmm. CrossFit Boomtown and started the Catalyst Games. We it, countless people coming up to us, not just during those events or in our gym, but just in life. Hey, Chad. Hey, Melissa. And my yeah. best job to be polite and be like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah. And or, you know, or, or been, just on a call. I've been to the Catalyst that. Games every year for the last six years, yeah. in, in some of these things that. And it's then, as you grow and you evolve yeah. and you change, people are like, mm, I don't like this I'm because I know you yeah. as that guy. Or, or, I know or, or Casey like, as the guy who used to sell me this. Yeah, or like the guy that like, oh, sorry, you caught me drinking. I'll do some burpees in the morning. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, man. Right? Like, <laughs> is that you? Like, dude, I don't care that I caught you at McDonald's. I'm in line behind you, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know why you're, you're, you think, and that, that is, that is a challenge. And, and now it's like what I try to do with my new brand is like to make it easy. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like just, and, and really finding who I am and, and blur the lines between yeah. who you actually are, want to be and who the company mm-hmm. portrays you as. Yeah, and it's, again, it's the it's same like, person because I was able to build it myself and I'm not just like, you know, there were court, there were rules about my last, you know, all my jobs, I had to be a certain, I had to wear a certain color. You know, even back to the quad shop, like 
you can't wear blue. Like, that's mm. Yamaha. Are you fucking kidding me? You know, all these little yeah. things. Like, now I try to kind of break all those barriers down and just be me and try to produce products that, like, I hope I don't get COVID because if I lose my sense of, like, taste, I'm kind of fucked. <laughs> because <laughs> sense that's, of smell, yeah. yeah, that's all I do is I just say this tastes really good. I kind of want to sell it. Yeah. That's the, you know. Well, and that's when, it, what I think that touches on something I've always, I've always taken issue with is growing up. So I'm 39. And I remember as a young man going to school, this this narrative around doing what you love and you'll never work a day in your yep. life. And yep. it's, it's total bullshit, mm-hmm. right? It, it, to me, it's being that was being sold as this, this idea that if you love something, that it's just always fun and enjoyable and mm-hmm. easy. And that doesn't mean that. No. If you love what you're doing and it's truly a reflection on you as a person and, and what you want to bring to this world, it means that the hard work and the challenging times, they'll be worth it That's to do point. it. Mm-hmm. And what the quote unquote easy thing is what you're saying is to just be you. Wow, this tastes good. I, ma- I, I made this new spice blend. It's delicious. I would love to share it mm-hmm. via tactic calories yeah. with the world. And now that becomes authentic and real and genuine and you don't have to worry about being Tactic calories, Casey, or Casey, mm-hmm. right? They're yeah, the same you, person. And you start to see brands or people or coaches or, you know, I mean, that's what I see with you guys too is it's like now this is just like sometimes it's hard to say what the fuck it is because it isn't a thing. It's just, it is what that's it is. That's the biggest challenge yeah. that we have yeah, is what defining is what, yeah, but why what you we have are, to do who that. we do, you know, who, I mean, we are, that's, who we do. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I try to like figure out is like why, but because you want me to like categorize it, like I don't. Yeah. I have to play by your rules either. Like, uh, this is my rules, and these are my rules, and I don't Well, and how have many to... people do you think support your company because they like you? I, I, I mean, I I don't mind, like, your spices are delicious. Yeah. But, like, when I'm I also th- in it for you. Right, you know? and, I, and, and, and that's where, like, I, I, if it were me playing, I think it's, you're going to be had. Like, you're going to be found. It happens yeah. in, every, in every industry. I mean, God, you guys have seen it more than probably anyone with the... And, and again, any fitness is awesome fitness, right? But like, that's good. But like, there are there are people that aren't. It's not even like living. It's not even like putting more time in. It's the, it's the it's it. I don't know what the the measure is, but it's 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 like the the. It's someone that's playing a role yeah. versus someone who is playing their role. Well, I see that right? with, there's a big difference between those two things. It was always my beef with like strength strength gyms around here, like when and that's why I met you guys is because I moved up here and I was like, oh man. You know, moving from Western Pennsylvania, like how many uh, half million people live in you know Monroe County and surrounding? I'm like, there has to be like a dope ass powerlifting gym around here. Nope, nothing. You know, there's ten gyms that are kind of acting like they are. You're not allowed to use chalk, but we're gonna put powerlifting on the window out front. You yeah. know, and it's like nobody. So even now, it's like there's still not like a strength gym, like just to get super fucking strong. You know, and um. I always, people never understood why I would get so mad because people, like, these gyms would, like, just, just, just the tip into it. And they're, and these, like, a lot of the, the, the gym goers would be like, oh, man, they bought us, you know, chains and they bought, or they did this, this. I'm like, yeah, but it's, like, not real. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's for the wrong reason. It's, mm-hmm. like, nobody's, like, living it's that life. It's to create an aesthetic that m- somewhat mirrors or mimics that, but you're not really in it. Yeah. And, and it's out of fear. Yep. of being ostracized by a certain group. But the reality is, if you are, especially if you're listening and you really are considering going down a path where you're going to build your own thing, product, company, whatever it is, 
you need to get out of the middle. You, you cannot you die in the middle. People yeah. need to love what you're doing, and there's a, fr- a faction of people that will mm-hmm. very strongly dislike, maybe hate what you're doing. And you need to be okay with that. That's what's going to <laughs> propel yeah. you to success, not trying to get every single person to be like, oh, this stuff's good. No. Well, and I'm, I'm an analogy guy. I don't know if, I, you know if you've noticed that, but like, like the ice bath is going to be cold. Mm-hmm. You know, what's worse is the people that when the ice bath is there, they, they like, ah, way worse. <laughs> just get the fuck in it. You know, like you have yeah. to just go in, sit down. I mean, you can't, you cannot waste time yep. getting in an ice bath. And that's, I think about that all the time. I'm like, well, this, this either has to be like, fuck yes or fuck no. Like yeah. that has to be yeah. like, you have to pick those, one of, one of those two in order for this to, to, to actually work. And, and you, you know, it, that means something different for every scenario, but. I'm all in. Yeah. Cash in my four hundred one k. I got nothing. This is all I got. There's no other way. There's no other way to really, whether it's your profession that you're pursuing or not. There's no other way to go about being authentic and finding your place without being all in. And the more that you're, and I struggle with being indecisive around things. And the more that you are indecisive, or you you bring trepidation to a decision. And Mm -hmm. I love the ice bath uh, analogy the harder it becomes and the less val not only the harder but the less valuable it is for you the i told melissa i was out of town this last weekend um and the i came back on monday an appointment on monday morning and prior to that i you know i'm like let me get outside i'll move so i go outside i was staying at a friend's house went out in their backyard and i just moved for about 20 minutes and they live on a lake and we had gotten in the water the last uh, couple days and i was kind of cold but I had told myself, like, you're going in. And just like you said, rather than, like, touching, is the water still cold? I was like, well, Water's break the ice. Going. Got in, sat right down. Yep. And just and then was there and just committed to being there, committed to feeling it. Yep. And the next thing you know, I actually ended up staying there a lot longer than I mm-hmm. had originally intended. But had I been, like, tiptoeing in and out and out, yeah, it still it's sucks, miserable. So it's still it's more miserable yep. than, than just yeah. accepting it and walking into it, knowing yep. that this is going to be tough, this is going to be a challenge. But I want it. I yeah. choose it. So, so I think one thing we're missing here is like, okay, you know, must be nice for these guys, right? It must be nice that, you know, Casey had an idea, or, or you know, you guys it must be nice. You guys get to walk around in fucking yoga pants all day. Like, what? How does this relate to like the person that works at Paychex? Choice. Yeah. Well, it, when I think it doesn't mean you have to quit your job at Paychex. I think it just laying cha- changing how you know. Uh, Eliciting a little stoicism here, and, mm-hmm. and, and changing how you look at the outside world. The world, the water still could be fucking cold, right? So, so how do you want to condition yourself, or how do you want to help yourself? And I heard, you know, Matthew McConaughey said this, and I listened to his a few of his podcasts mm-hmm. on the on the way down to Georgia, and he said, "My goal right now is just making tomorrow easier for myself." I thought that was really cool. I think about it all the time. I'm like, nope, take the garbage out right now. Yeah, you know, stop what you're doing because I'm such a procrastinator at heart that. You know, I don't know why. There's a hundred different reasons I think why. We all are. We talked about this. Yeah. With I think I truly believe that right. human beings are lazy, yeah. and we don't want. It, so and it's not lazy. in a bad way. Yeah. We just we're just programmed to be like, oh, I'll just sit here. Don't go do that thing. Well, we bought a new couch too. Our couch is so comfy, <laughs> and it's like the only thing I think about now. I was like, I just want to like get into my little cocoon there. I'm like, Lindsay and I were joking. We're like, we fucked up. 
like this is too comfy. <laughs> this thing's gonna remove a lot <laughs> like of productivity I, from yeah, our lives. <laughs> yeah, like we've chosen this over a lot of things that we may, may uh, we probably shouldn't have. But you know, I think that like you know, I, I don't know, I, I can't be a voice of reason to somebody that is working a corporate gig and they really enjoy that and that's something that they want to keep keep at and it's super lucrative and I have no other idea. But you can. I can't help there. You I've, can though I've because no... even within there, there's there's still room for navigation. How? Maybe you love your job. I was just talking to my sister this morning. Yeah, well, because that's the thing. I loved my job. I mean, I loved the the time in the supplement industry. I loved that. You know, I didn't love all the stress that came with it, but I I, I absolutely, I mean, that, and then, you know, towards the end, it was like, oh, it was, it was almost like a a born-again thing. Like, you know, I thought I loved that as much as I could until I started to realize that I can make money and it's my money. And it's like 100% of this is actually mine. You know, when Tech Mm -hmm. Calories started to get, when I would hear two cha-chings a day and then four cha-chings and then the first time I had, you know, 30 cha-chings a day, it was like, this is pretty awesome because it just gets deposited in my bank account. This is before I had any expenses, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just yeah. like, this is pretty fucking sweet. Um, you know, I, I uh, but it's not just driven by money, but that was definitely what was... No, but was, I get what you're saying. And, and I think what I was trying to get at was even someone who is not, they don't want to branch out. They don't want to go start their own thing. Mm-hmm. But... Maybe they've been in this position for a long time, and they become complacent or bored with it. It just it doesn't drive their interest as much as it used to, which is normal. It should be. If you've been doing something for a long time, there should be some sort of evolution that happens over time, whatever that means. It may not mean that you change jobs. Maybe you, you take on a little pet project within your your role in that company. Maybe you do try and ascend and be, and get into a leadership or a teaching type position. Right? I was talking to my sister about that as a mental health counselor. Mm-hmm. The the difference between one of the uh, one of her coworkers that she met, her new job here, is has been a counselor for thirty five years and has never ascended beyond that mm-hmm. that role. Oh, wow. And she said that she's she's like she's really not good at it. Yeah. And, I, and my uh, sister was like, I can't, I also can't connect with someone that wouldn't, she's like, I want so, I want to go to that next level. I want to take young counselors under my wing and help teach them and develop them. And I want, it's just a, a desire to move along in your career. So even if it's not leaving a job, and I definitely don't want it to come across to, to listeners that our goal here is to try and convince you to quit your job. <laughs> if your job sucks and you hate it. Yeah. We're here to try and convince you to quit your job. Yeah. But or at if, least create some boundaries. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's challenge. another great point is boundaries. But yeah. but even within that, if you're feeling called or compelled to do more, to be more, or to just make some changes in what your role is, yeah, let's do it. Like, I mean, I've heard it a hundred times over, like, fuck, man, if I could only do what you're doing, but make like, you know, like fly fishing rods instead, I'm like, has anybody done that before? Ready, go. Has anybody ever done that? Yes, then why? Yeah. Why can't you? You know what I mean? Like, well, I, well, I don't think know. that's a big hang-up for people. Is like, well, you know, you already make spices. I yeah. can't. I can't also do that, or you already do this thing, or that yeah. already exists. Like, why would I start it again? Like, it's a million spice companies out there, yeah. and you're still able to be successful. Uh, 100%, you know, I mean, that's capital. I mean, I, I, I've you know been reading a lot on old writing about capitalism, and it's like, it's all making sense again. You know, I, I was reading an old like. A newspaper article of a guy that was just talking about capitalism and, and, mm-hmm. and that you know it's like we just keep hearing like the negatives of capitalism because that's what people are bringing up but this guy sure. just talking about 
Like, well, if the guy beside you is making a red hat, well, you make a blue hat with a red stripe, and you you know you just it's yeah. it's. Uh, I think people view that as like, well, you're my competition, yeah. as opposed to like, yeah. well, you're proof that it can be done. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, so that's proof that's, of concept. Yeah, exactly. Way to look at it. Yeah, that's a really good point, and that's that's one thing. It's like I didn't a lot of the stuff I didn't I didn't come up with. It's like I I found a company that it's the same thing I used to do with with you know powerlifting and training and stuff. It was like. Who do you want to look like or perform like or, or lift like? I mean, then Well, nothing is truly original what, anymore. See what they're right? doing. You, you, you put your twist on it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was like I found a couple businesses. I was like, fuck, I wish my business were like that. Whether it's like, I just want, I wish my office looked like the CEO's <laughs> office did. Or something like that. Well, sure. Obviously, it, I it, want it, that it, aesthetic. I want it that aesthetic. It could be that simple. 100%. Um, the same thing. Follow, just follow them. You know, it's funny. I learned that from, from Tom. You know, our, yeah. our buddy Tommy... Uh, Bobby Barbaglia, uh, we, um, I, it really surprised me because I had come from a very toxic, uh, you know, in order to be a co- competition was a synonym for, for enemy, you know, enemy. Sure. Meant, it was mm-hmm. the same thing in the, in the supplement industry. And, uh, I was still working, you know, for, for the company at that point. And, uh, I was kind of helping Tom, you know, I gave him the idea to come up with a website and, uh, you know, all these different things. Well, he had he had initially reached out to one of, like, whoever was doing CrossFit apparel, funny CrossFit shirts, the best. Mm-hmm. He reached out and became friends with them. Yeah. And, and he, uh, you know, he one day he was like, hey, I'm getting on a, on a call with Jake. Do you want to sit in the car with me? I'm like, sure. Like, I'm good at hiding. You know, like, I've done this before <laughs> on conference calls. And he's like, no. He's like, he's cool with, with anything. So he was asking him supply chain questions, Facebook marketing questions. I mean, any anything, nothing was off the table. Well, Tommy's and, also and, one of those, he's such a, he's a beautiful example, uh, in my opinion, of two awesome attributes. One, I don't know anyone else who owns his shit as much yeah. as he does. Like when he, when he messes something up or he makes a mistake, like he's just, he just owns it. And I also don't know anyone who gives less fucks about asking questions that other people may yeah. deem inappropriate? Or yeah. you, wait, you just looked up this guy's number and called him. He's like, well, yeah. I mean, he was straight up. He's like, where do you get your shirts from? How do you? Print? And the guy almost was like, taken aback because yeah, sure no like one if, talks yeah, to him. Like, yeah. yeah. So people are like, I've been looking at getting shirts like that. They beat around, and the then bush. they don't it's, say it. Yeah, yeah. it's the, the water's gonna be cold. Soft top, baby. So, yeah, yeah. So he, I mean, breach the fucking door and yeah. ask them where they bought their shirts. Yeah, that's what he did. And and I was really like. Like, wow, it doesn't have to be, you know, there was a time where I got, I was at a trade show and I saw an old friend from college who happened to be working for a company that was built on our back, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he walks by and, and I was like, I was like, oh, like, Tony, dude, Anthony, what's up, bro? I didn't know you were, oh, yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, we're, you know, yeah, you work for fucking Cellucor, that's crazy, it was C4, you mm-hmm. know, cool. I almost got fired that day. I mean, this the for pre- saying help for talking because I was in public talking yeah. to somebody from Cellular. the enemy, right? Yeah, and he was just like, "What in the fuck?" I mean, he took me. I've never had anybody talk to me like that either. He's like, "What the fuck?" Are you? you know, freaked out on me. I'm like, "He's been in our ads before." He's like, "Yeah, but he had a you know he had a Cellular shirt on. You can't talk to him." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Never would have thought twice, you know. Yeah. So, condition me. I took that, and then for the rest of the time, like you know, even if I saw people I liked, it was like, "Hey, what's up, man?" You know fuck out of here. I yeah, can't, you give you the know. bro nod. Yeah, hey, what's up? And so now I'm an asshole because like I'm alienating myself and everything. So when I come to, you know, see Tom do that with that, you know, uh, his, not even his competition, it was like the leader in the space. Yeah. 
He's like, yeah, I'm just asking me, asking him everything, you know. And so I said, oh, that's a good idea. So I'm like, whenever, you know, I'm looking around online, I just keep seeing Flavor God, Flavor God, Flavor God mm-hmm. everywhere. And I hope this gets back to him too. So, um, <laughs> you know, I message him. I go, uh, I was like, Tom's like, dude, just reach out to him and say, hey, how much for an hour of your time? To just, mm-hmm. yep. I said, uh, I messaged him, nothing. I emailed nothing. So I finally, I'm like, I need to talk to his the CEO's name is. Uh, Chris, I was like, mm-hmm. I'd like an hour of Chris's time. And uh, they just responded back something like, uh, you know, he's not at liberty to share his proprietary methods and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, $5,000 for an hour. No. I'm like, okay. So I saved that email. Mm-hmm. And now it's something that it's my one buddy that I kind of, he was sitting with me during this. Every time they, at the time they were selling their seasonings for like $15 a piece. Like it was like they were always super expensive, like fifteen ninety eight for a seasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, now they have two dollar Tuesdays. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, so I'm not saying how they're doing, but I don't see them. I don't see. It doesn't them. seem. You know, they still have two. They still have two billion followers on or two million followers on on Instagram. They're not getting what they you know. And I'm not saying that. I, I don't know what that means. I'm not presuming sure. anything, but I just look back and I'm like, dude, you know be humble, be, you know, don't have an ego. So now I've had that happen to me. I'm like, interesting. You bring that up. I would love to help you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I mean, we, we tried to do it on the fitness side. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we, and I know, tried. we did and we still do. Yeah. But I mean, we tried to get, there's 25 CrossFit gyms yeah, in Rochester when we were yeah. CrossFit Boomtown. We tried to all sit down and say, Hey, there's enough people in this, in this area for all yeah. of us to really thrive. Let's work together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we were viewed as the enemy. Yeah. Not, as not like, even the, no. I don't. I don't no. know that we were viewed as the enemy. But in what you're referencing is, you know, we tried to bring this alliance together, and with the help of, of some other gym owners, and there was some a couple of people at the table that genuinely wanted to be there and yeah. wanted to collaborate. And most of the people were there out of fear. If I'm not present, then I'm not going to learn the secrets being dispelled to everyone else. And it's very scarcity mindset. Like, I need them. And the vast majority of that group would sit and contribute nothing to discussions, nothing to those things. And I think it goes back to something that you touched on. It's a mindset. One, if you reach out to someone who's killing it and they're successful and they're authentic and they know it, they don't give a shit about telling you how to do it. Yeah. Most of the time, because they know, you said it before we started recording about yeah. someone else, that you won't do it. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'll tell you exactly what I did, and you still won't do it. Or you can't. Yeah. I mean, like some of the things, I, like, I'll, yeah, I told you about people reaching out, like, hey, cool stuff, but, you know, all it basically is is that artwork on the front. Who does your artwork? Like, there's 15 people involved with that product. You know, before it hits, like, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you how to, you know, I'll tell you how to come up, hire an old tattoo artist or hire a tattoo artist. We'll do it for cheap. Like, you know, like, go, go do it. (laughs) Like, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Just rent a space, put stall mats down. No, they're called stall mats. They're from Tractor yeah, This is where you get them. That's how much they are. Yeah. Actually, if you go there and tell them that you saw them for this much online, yeah. they'll even give you a discount. So that, that right, that, like, that's not, I mean, that's that's like, you know, use sugar in that. Like, what? You know, it's like, it's it's not the whole recipe. You don't have the yeah. whole, like, and I can tell you the whole recipe and you can still fuck it up, but, or you do better than me. Good. That's, I'm not saying they're not going to do better. I hope you do. And that's, that's what I told um, the one uh, guy. He's, he's funny as hell, man. This dude is so funny. He can make memes out of nothing. Like, mm-hmm. he makes these memes, like barbecue memes, and he wants to sell these seasonings. I'm like, 
dude, I would figure out a way to just make memes and maybe sell the memes to people. Like, like make, like I'll buy these. Can I just pay you five hundred dollars a month to like be my meme maker? Yeah, because they're so funny, man. I mean, he's even using like stuff from. I mean, it's so topical too. It's like last week with like the Capitol breach. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, when there people are like climbing up the. Uh, he's like, he's like, when the neighbors hear I'm cooking brisket or something. Yeah. So, I mean, they're all. It's always so funny. I'm like, I mean, I'm not posting that, but it's funny. Um, I just wish he would maybe fall into his like where he his strengths yeah like like do that yeah. instead of like he's 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 um in some of our talks it's like he's he's overthinking like actually creating the product and mm. he it, the, it just keeps hitting these roadblocks and it's almost like he just doesn't have the skill set there yet like keep doing this for a little bit you could you know yeah maybe make money and I think that that's the point is like if you're good at something already and it's really you I know so many guys that they should be making fly fishing lures. Instead of doing what they're doing right now, sure. And, yeah. and and you know, okay, how much are you making post tax, post all this different stuff? Divide that by a couple different options. You know, uh, can you make cutting board? You know, you oh, uh, you you sure. you're a, you're a uh, you can do fine woodworking. Okay, like okay, uh, divide it by thirds. You can make cutting boards. You can do you know countertops and this. It, it really, when you start boiling it down, it wouldn't take a lot to make that big jump, where. Like, wouldn't you like to just stand in your wood shop all day? Yeah, I would love that instead of doing this, you know? Yeah. Um, I, d- dividing it at first and now, it was almost like you had to divide it in order to kind of make the make, make the jump make sense to get a little bit of that security, um, which is what I did. It was, it was divided a hundred different, th- like you said, I'm taking pictures and I'm doing everything. And, mm-hmm. um, and then once, then you just kind of see which one's working, you know, and what, what, which one you kind of want to stick with. And then I kind of regrouped. And I mean, I told you guys, unfortunately, I'm like, I can't, yeah. I, I don't have a fucking, I'm not you start to consolidate the stuff that's, that's working, that's meaningful that you're being mm-hmm. drawn to. And you start to do away with the things yeah. that they served a purpose for a period of time yep. to bridge that gap. And now you say, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm, I'm going to, here's a recommendation. You, and you do a nice job of even saying, which I, I appreciate is I'm not, I'm not doing photography for other businesses anymore. But here's so-and-so that I've been working with, I recommend them. And that's an even better, like, yeah. you just, you're just continuing your own evolution mm-hmm. by doing that. Because that bridge, like, it's gonna be tough when you burn, you know, when you burn a bridge, like, just, it'd be a, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if, if, if you would have reached out to me and I'm just like, fuck you guys, I'm, I'm done, really I'm how much money I have right now? <laughs> I think it would have been a little bit different. You know, I don't think I'd be sitting right here, but, um, <laughs> It's it's all in, I, I don't know man I, I just think that we can all find a way to squeeze a little bit more out of ourselves too and even if it doesn't become um, a financial if it's not if it's not like a fi- of a financial interest if it's not um, like you're trying to quit your job and you mm-hmm. want this side gig to make a hundred k a year like it can be it's more than that I mean finding new hobbies and finding you know mm-hmm. that this all this conversation could be related to hiking more biking more. Hundred um, uh, percent. Uh, you know, learning to, you know, code or to learning. It doesn't even have to be fitness related. Yeah. Like, just applying a little bit more towards something that you've always wanted to do. Um, know that the water is going to be cold. Like, I bought that fat bike and mm-hmm. uh, I, I started mountain biking a little, and it's way harder than I thought it was going to be. Especially because you know, big, big, three hundred pound ginger storming through the woods. It's not easy. Sure. And. Uh, it was like it was almost what drew drew me back. I'm like, this is actually, I don't have the balance I did when I was a, in high school. Or like, it's like I, I want to buy a bass guitar again. I, like, I want to kind of get back into just jamming on my little guitar at night and mm-hmm. stuff instead of sitting doing nothing. And it's like, 
I know the water is going to be cold. I just got to do it. Like it's not. Yeah. Yes, and do it. Yeah. It's going to be cold, and <laughs> it's going to suck. You get in your dog, suck. and it's gonna, I mean, uh, it, like uh, it's going to be super confusing for eighteen months. You know, like the like the fat bike. Like I didn't really start to get any better at it. Like a little bit, but the learning curve, jujitsu. Like the learning curve is is I. <laughs> I've been a like the uh, ever-present white belt. Uh, it just I don't get any better. Uh, I can wrestle a little bit. I just I don't get any better at jujitsu, uh, but I enjoy it. Um, that's well, another. I think that's a that's a really good point. Is, is you know enjoying it, yeah. enjoying being a beginner and being okay yeah. with being a beginner. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. The, the you know you, you always see like you know martial arts with the belt system. But also, there was no, you know nobody in there is telling me that I have to do any more than just just do the best you can today. Yeah. Like yeah. I I leave for a year, come back, and they're like, hey, what's up? I mean, that's there's no like, there's no stress, and I think that's where at first tactic calories was that it was just kind of like, I mean, now we have you know our release schedules planned out till April right now. I mean, I know every mm-hmm. single thing that's going to happen and it has to happen at this date and. The reason I was 10 minutes late is because I was meeting with Uline over pennies of box prices, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's what I'm doing now. And it's become, but the weird thing is, it's no, it's no, it's actually less stressful now because it's like, sure. just, you know, we keep using the analogy of like the captain of the ship. Like, I'm sure he's not stressed when he learns of the waves. Com- like, he knows how to handle it. He, like, mm-hmm. like he's, he's, you know, and he had to learn. I mean, it's, it's that experience. You know, yeah. and being okay with, I can't imagine. I think about it all the time, like the first solo flights, you know, that pilots take, mm-hmm. or like the first time they have to land on ice, like yeah. that, you know, that pilots take, mm-hmm. or like the first time they have to land on ice, like yeah. the amount of fear. Like we don't, like bro, that's, you know, yeah. Ordering labels from somebody is not <laughs> comparable, you know. Asking someone where they get their T-shirts from. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I always think of just how easy I have it, and it's like just, I don't know, just try it. I don't know. <laughs> like, well, it's the worst that could happen. I think something that that popped into, to my mind that that I've been coming back to a lot lately, and as I reflect on it and think about it and write about it, I realize it's something that's been with me for a long time, which is this this duality and this balance or this dance between opposing forces and whether it's relative to someone pursuing a profession of owning, you know, owning their own business or starting their own company or whatever, or a passion that's just hobbies, whatever that is, there's, for whatever reason, we carry this expectation that it's going to be one thing. Mm-hmm. This is going to be great if I start mountain biking. I'm going to love mountain biking. <laughs> yes, and you're going to hate it some days. Yeah. You're going to be frustrated by it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be elated by it. You're going to be exhausted by it, energized by it. It's both. Yep. It's both things. It will always be both things. You you fall in love with someone and you marry that person. You're not going to be happy the rest of your life, every minute, every day. It's going to be both things. You're yep. going to be angry and happy and sad and joyful yeah. all, all of those things so whether it's a professional this is going to be this is going to be so much easier for me to do because i love it and i'm comfortable with it. yes and you're going to be irritated as fuck when yeah. it won't go the way that you expected it or someone doesn't understand your way of thinking that a lot 
it's gonna be both, no matter when the post what. Office loses your package. When the <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but it's like, like, but for, like, for what? Like, what's the end here? And it's for you and your family, and it's for me and my family. And again, not with a corporate job and you know, retiring and pension. All these silly words that these other people say. I don't speak. French, I don't know what you're saying, but <laughs> retirement and what's, pension what's and that? severance. Health and insurance? Severancia. You know, I don't, uh, I, like, any, anything that you're doing for that ends is, is, like, what I, like, that's, I guess that's where I find, like, when I boil it down, like, what I'm doing here is because it's, like, I have to do this either way. Like, I, I, I do believe in, you know, I'm not living off the land. I do, you know, I'm a consumer. I like buying things. I like you know, I like the freedom that we're starting to have in terms of like our, our personal finance. You know, I cashed in my 401k. I said it quick, quickly earlier, but mm-hmm. I had, um, you know, there was a few, there was a decision that we made. It was like, if I am going to take this leap, I can't have, um, you know, all these little nagging bills that add up to a massive monthly uh, drain on, mm-hmm. on, on like your monthly requirements, you know? So it was like, I don't advise this. I'm going to, I've, I've been taxed and penalized, uh, greatly for it, but it was something that we just made the decision. It was like, but ultimately if I don't do that, like, where am I going to be? Yeah. Like what's it, what's you're looking so, down the barrel of a, a death by a thousand paper cuts. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it was like something that we decided that it was like, if I don't do that, then, then it's going to be way, way worse. And, um, what do we want out of this? We want freedom. We want happiness. We don't, you know, I don't want to be indebted to another business or entity or another yeah. man. I, I just want my own thing here. And not everybody wants that, but that's no, what I, I want. Exactly. Um, so. Melissa, guys, sorry, Melissa has to leave to pick up our, our uh, youngest daughter. Do you have any parting words for us, Casey? I'm going to chat for a few minutes longer. If no, you, I appreciate you, you coming on. I think that sure. was a fun conversation. Yeah. I think people can get a lot out of this. I cool. Think. Beautiful. I think that we brought. I like that we brought it back to, you know, creating some boundaries, even mm-hmm. if you don't plan on leaving your job and doing finding time to do more for yourself yeah. and what that Steal means. Steal some energy back. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Thanks, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate All it. right. Have fun. That's a pretty mug. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm glad that you brought it back to that it doesn't even have to relate to what you're doing. That what is the overall purpose of staying at your job? What is the overall yep. purpose of leaving your job? What yep. is it? Because it might be, there's been many, many a days where Melissa and I have discussed, man, we were teaching in Southern California. Not that I want to be in California these days, <laughs> right. but we, you know, we had a really cush schedule, especially her. You know, when when I transitioned away from the adapted phys ed services that we were providing and into a uh, seventh and eighth grade middle school health and phys ed position, I became more structured and restricted in my day. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, we set our own schedule. Yep. We traveled from school to school. We could front load our work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then just blow off work Thursday, Friday, and go snowboarding for four days. It was a beautiful thing plus we had all the school vacations we had benefits we had all this stuff and so there is value to staying in that job sometimes if that value is what's important to you and what you mentioned is more in alignment with how especially I feel and I kind of dragged her along for the ride which is I don't want to be indebted to anyone Mm -hmm. I don't want to be reliant on anyone to hold this position for me to, to be able to offer yep. me this paycheck and this stability because at any point in time, 
they can just say, goodbye, your services are no longer needed here. Yeah, and, and, and I, I mean, that's where the case in point, and, and that can still happen with you and I. I mean, look at look at what's happened to us this year in the last sure. two years with sure. being business owners. It's just like, but... You just have your finger on the, as a, I feel as the business owner, you have your finger on the pulse of those outcomes a lot better than you would as as an employee of yeah. a large company or whatever. That and there's still to your point, there's still unexpected things that get thrown your way, like yeah. a global pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just the amount of responsibility over the business owner. You know, I think that sometimes you don't realize that. You know, I can't imagine these restaurants and, and things like yeah. that right now. The amount of responsibility over the um, the business owner is is so. You know, so high. So that's the one thing you have to be willing to accept is yes. as you grow every single step. Like when you, it's just like a like a you know personal relationship. Like if you are saying you want to make this a real thing, you know, either in a personal relationship, like getting a new girlfriend, wife, whatever, or bringing an employee on, like that is such a responsibility for me that I yeah. don't take lightly. And even my my business, um, you know, who I buy my boxes from. It's like I almost think too much into it. It's like I, I make this, like this is the company I want to work with. Because well, the relationships have, are yeah, important to you. It's it's super, and, and I don't take it lightly, and that's every single thing. The It all adds to the responsibility, so it's no less, it's no it's not easier. Beginning it was a little easier because the volume wasn't there, but mm -hmm. now that it's growing where, you know, eight hours isn't enough in a day, you have to bring somebody in on it, or, you know, you, you, you can't, lose that employee that you've been utilizing this whole time all that added responsibility so there's no lack of responsibility I mean, that's i think that's like a something like oh you work you work for Feel yourself, yourself. You you do whatever you want all day but now i'm the one driving i mean yeah. it's like you know so and it's interesting it's like I, i've really in the last like week or two i've really tried to figure out a way to you know there's vested interest in keeping the cat like the 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 pilot happy you know and it's like mm -hmm. the analogy i was just telling Lindsay last night it's like I need to take more time for fitness. I need more time to sit in the sauna. I have to eat a little bit. I mean, maybe cleaner just to make myself so my brain works better. Mm -hmm. You know, my body will come after that. But I use the analogy like when you get on a plane and you see like the like the like overweight pilot hurry up and jam himself in there before the people get on with his McDonald's, and it's like, fuck, man, I, I don't really want my pilot eating. Not that's the image I was. You know, for. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, but you see. And the same thing, you're walking, you know, in and out, in or off of a plane, on or off of a plane, and you see, you know, chiseled jawline, strong, looking like he's, you know, like smiling, smiling energetic. Happy, you can tell he's gotten been sleeping. You're like, okay, this guy's looks got us. healthy, like his body. Yeah, like I don't need to worry about you, fucking. So why not consider yourself that pilot? Yeah. You know, I mean, like that's going back to the McConaughey thing about making tomorrow a little easier. One of the challenges that makes it not easy for me is you know staying up playing fucking playstation it's like, yeah. i never even had a playstation we bought one this year because for the kids you know and it's like i got kind of back into it and it's like i had to basically cut it right back out and like i don't have time to do that because i would rather have time during the day to hang out with the kids you know start fitnessing again mm -hmm. you know there was that six months at the beginning of uh pandemic thing you know before the first half of 2020 that i didn't Exercise. I mean, I exercised in the backyard, you know, running out the kids and stuff like that. But it's like you almost had to boil out. You had to kind of just sure. take something out, you know. So, well, so really I, focusing on myself a little bit more yeah. is has been top priority. 
Well, and that's a valuable lesson for anyone to listen to and really think about. I think it's one of those things that gets glossed over. Yeah, I know I need to take care of myself. Yeah. Without really connecting why. Mm -hmm. And you touched on a whole bunch of stuff regarding your health and fitness that had nothing to do with aesthetics or performance or anything along those lines. It was, I want to be able to have the energy I want to be around my family. I want to think clearly so I can problem solve for my business. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it, it made me think of, I, so I, within the last six months or so, I started, I had been really interested in uh, like plant medicines mm-hmm. and plant medicine ceremonies and things of that nature for quite some time from mm-hmm. when I replaced Tom at uh, Warrior Salute. Yeah. It was something that I was kind of looking into specific to veterans at that time. And I had a, a strong interest, and a, an opportunity presented itself, um, I don't know, maybe six months ago or so, maybe longer, where someone introduced me to a group that was that's offering some of these ceremonies and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was actually down at one this past weekend. Uh-huh. One of the things that I thought was really beautiful and, and a, a great thing to share with everyone was this idea that your personal health matters not just it's not a a vain aesthetic thing but your ability to show up every day and this was by the 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 man who was running the ceremony talking to people in there and it was really motivational because he had like 70 percent of his staff there which was cool like it was super cool and he talked a lot about where they're taking this business and this thing and and that this all of this stuff that you guys are doing it what you put into your body how you take care of yourself, the space you give yourself to, to decompress, to de-stress, that serves every avenue of your life. It serves your family, it serves you, mm-hmm. your business, your productivity, how you feel, how you show up to everything you do. And I think that things like fitness and sleep and you know eating well, they get put into this box of vanity. And that, well, I don't, I don't need to do that, I'm just focused on taking care of my family. It's an integral part of taking care of your family. It's an integral the, part of starting your business, of growing your business. It's, it's, it's not to get political, but it's the, it's wishing, like, I hope Biden kicks ass. Like, I hope yeah. he does well. I hope he eats yes. well. I hope he, like, like you, yeah. you don't want the, I, you don't want the pilot to be eating McDonald's and sipping on a fucking shake. Yeah. Like, I hope he doesn't, you know, like, so why, why do that to yourself? Like, why not, you know, and it's something yeah. that. It is weird because it is so closely related to vanity and like numerical performance. Like if mm-hmm. you don't have, because especially coming from powerlifting, sure. I mean, 501 pounds is different than 500 pounds, period. Yeah. So trying to detune that a little bit and, uh, well, how much time do you ha- want to work out? Well, 35 minutes, that's not, you know, 17 minutes isn't enough. You know, it has to be 35 minutes. Like yeah. trying to like unfuck my brain out of that and just like you know and and then also like okay the last two weeks hasn't worked out for me like that can't be a glaring reason why to not do something start again what does starting always start again what does starting mean like you know hopefully i can work out today if not like you know i I, right now i'm finding myself like punishing myself for not Mm -hmm. you know every day it's like i wake up with a race to figure out how to exercise like that's that's my one of my biggest stresses yeah. and so I have to kind of look at that and say it can't be that because when it starts to come down to it when like I think I might be able to train around X time the anxiety starts to set in and it's like well hmm. fuck is that really even enough time well what am I even gonna do 
fuck, I didn't even, how am I going to dress? Like, what, what am I going to wear? Like, you know, like all these yeah. things start to play in and it's like something that my wife and I have been trying to figure out because she's been doing the same thing with, uh, uh, with cycling. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, sometimes she's like 15 minutes is just kind of like the warm up, and then she gets into this, you know, these, so, well, I only have 15 minutes, so I'm going to do a, uh, a hit workout. Well, is that even worth it? Am I even feeling it in 15 minutes? You know, like all these different things, um, I found for some reason that anxiety has been creeping in hard yeah. for me way more than anything like in my with work it's almost like it's almost like i had to give up the fitness end of things to be able to focus on like i don't know if i'm a good business person or not i guess the time will tell but i didn't go under this year you know we did all right i you know like i figured it out um but it's like i almost had to give up everything i knew about fitness to just dive it you know to to to, because i used to sit and listen to listen to podcasts and read ebooks and listen to interviews of 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 you know training towards what I wanted. Sure. I had to give that all up and figure that now it's marketing and, and, and now it's, dude, now it's, I listen to fucking finance podcasts and taxes mm-hmm. and like figuring out. Cause now you know, we grew by 3.6 times last year. Like yeah. that, that sounds great, but it, it's not all great. You know, it's, it's, it presents I'm, I'm, a new series of problems for right. you to solve. So I'm exactly so I'm solving those problems as opposed to how do I take my deadlift from 565 to 575 now 670 you know like I don't have time for all that right now yeah. so now I'm trying to kind of boil that down and say you know recently like my move my my workouts have been but when it, when you go from like all that I knew was powerlifting or all that I've ever known mm-hmm. so trying to kind of figure out that balance because there's also a lot of times I'm like I don't want to do this workout so I'm not going to like this yeah. doesn't even sound fun to me. I have no interest in it, but something I just got to keep pushing towards is having having like that, uh, you know, the captain be ha- happy, healthy, want to be there is is like of utmost importance to me right now. Yeah. So. That's I mean that's valuable and and I will say, as far as it pertains specifically to the the nutrition and movement practice side of it, um, I relate to what you're saying and I feel like I was going through that sort of transition a few years ago and you'll you continue if you continue to bring the level of awareness and intention to what you normally bring to everything in your life you'll get to that point where now so I can use you know my the workout I finished right before you got here I go in with the intention of moving in some way for some amount of time that feels good and sometimes that looks like strength work. Yeah. Sometimes that looks like me crawling and rolling around. Sometimes it's some sort of a combination of those things. And it does take time to exercise that, uh, the ability to kind of let go of your perceptions and expectations of what this has to be. Mm-hmm. If I only have 10 minutes, isn't 10 minutes of movement better than zero? If I have an hour and a half, and I had intended on doing, you know, a heavy strength session or something like that, yeah. but I feel like dog shit yeah. is doing a different type of training session still serving me. I, I don't, and I don't have any specific performance goals, so it makes it easier. But it does. It yeah. takes time to reprogram that thought process. It 100%. takes a while. Yeah, it's like it's it's, it's like trying to. It, it would be like you know trying to fix your car with like a, a carpenter's tool basket tool tool bag there you're like uh uh, you know like all i know how to do is hammer and nails and Mm -hmm. 
I need to change your oil. I'm not really sure how to, you know, that's yeah. how I feel sometimes. I'm like, I have tools. I know how to do some things, but I, I'm just kind of like, I don't fucking know how to apply it to this. You know what I mean? So um, you just try and get that, 10% better, you know, just yeah. a little bit better. And the same thing with nutrition. And that's the same approach that I've taken with that. I don't subscribe to any real specific parameters around how I eat. And I, I find ways to make it easy for my life because I have gotten to understand that what I don't want is to add extra stress to my life yeah. with what you're talking about, this nervousness or anxiety around whether it's my movement practice or how I'm eating or whatever. I, the Matthew McConaughey thing, how can I make this easier for myself? That was a, a Tim Ferriss quote that I remember from years ago that he would say, what would this look like if it were easy? <laughs> yeah, you I know? love that. Yeah, then, what would this look like if it were you know, easy? And, the, and then you start to, rever- like you mentioned, oh, reverse cool. engineer. Same yeah. thing with, with people that are looking at building you know, a, a business outside of what their profession yeah. might be now or building a new hobby. Like, that's what an would interesting it look point like? because that's, sometimes like when people talk to me about how I created the business and how they've envisioned how they create a business. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you fucking worried about all that? Like, why would you even think about that? Like, mm-hmm. so I think maybe I have a gift in that I can simplify things pretty quick to just make it happen. Yeah. And it would be interesting if I could figure out a way to apply that to my to diet personal training, life, you know? Because yeah. I think the, it, it almost, it's like I've so hyper-analyzed everything. I think, you know, powerlifting kind of conditioned me for that. I sure. mean, it's every little pound was what you were chasing for the next every little meet. detail with every, your foot placement with your hand everything sorry is, i gotta buy 150 shoes to do this and because of this inch here or this inch here your knees are so you know i'm trying to like kind of down tune that but yeah um with with my business I, it's funny that you say that ferris quote i want to look that up and kind of read what he was saying i'm pretty sure it was him i don't yeah, want to um, pro- uh, you know it's it's uh it's sad because it's very stoic you know it's just yeah. kind of like what would this look like if you didn't give a fuck about everything else like yeah. Um, so I, I've been trying, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it's a work in progress for sure. And I think when you truly accept that, that it is a work in progress, I don't have a meet anytime soon. I don't have anything coming up. I don't have any goals. That's the other weird thing is like, Oh, you always have to have a goal. Well, like it's all of it all the time. Your goal can be move. Yeah. It, it can, right. Again, simplifying it. Mm-hmm. And I, mine are always vanity or, 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 or like, uh, like you're saying vanity or, or, um, or numbers on a scale or sure. something like that. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to look good. But I've what I've found is that I, you'll hear people say that you'll get this outcome. like That's just an added bonus if you approach something this way. So yeah. if you're focused solely on money making within your business venture, it's going to be really hard a lot of times to make money. If you're focused solely on being authentic, delivering value, doing the thing that you want mm-hmm. to do with your company in the way that you want to do it, the money will come as a byproduct of it. And it's the same thing with with your physical state of being. If you're focused on the process, if you're Mm -hmm. focused on these things that you absolutely can control, I can choose to move every day. I can choose to move in some way every day. I keep my goals super broad so that I don't feel bad if I don't exactly do the thing that I wrote down, right? If I wrote down, I'm going to deadlift every day and then I don't do it. Now I, I start to yeah. feel bad about it. If yeah. I, right. And then what I noticed is aesthetically things just, they, they start to move in a direction of improvement mm-hmm. and also acceptance of like, this is where I'm at. I know that I could look quote unquote better if I want 
but is the juice worth the squeeze? Because right, right now, I really enjoy what I'm doing. I don't feel stressed out about these things. Yeah. And that's a tough road. It, there's no direct path to that mm -hmm. other than continuing to toil and recognizing, like you said, that it's, it's always a work in progress mm -hmm. and never a finished product, a destination. It just always will be, and it always is. Yeah, that's tough. I get a, I, you know, it, it is what it is, and I think it all it all comes back to being more well-rounded as a father, as a business, you know, as like this leader. I mean, that's that's one thing I'm trying to dive into. That's kind of, you know, Q1 time right now uh, is is leadership training, and yeah. I think I had reached out to you a couple probably a couple months ago now about you know formal leadership training, and mm -hmm. it's like. You know, it's funny because you ask a few people that, and they're like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Well, maybe you need it then too." You know, <laughs> um, you know, and, I, and I've been trying to kind of. I haven't really found my brand of yeah. of training. You know, a lot of it's a lot really recycled, really tough guy. You know, mm -hmm. really, a lot of it just you know discipline. It's like, okay. Well, I, I I'll tell you what for, and I definitely I resonate with that. You end mm -hmm. up finding the same sort of mentors or leaders that you've already come across because they they exist in that same environment that yeah. same ecosystem and one of the things that i've tried to do especially within the last year or so is to break farther out of that and look at someone that i might initially say like look at something that they're presenting like that's fucking weird yeah tell me more yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I I don't want to hear the same thing that I've been told yeah. a hundred times mm -hmm. that for whatever reason didn't resonate with me that I, I don't, it's not what I'm looking for. Um, and it, it was one of the things that, to reference it again, that brought me into going to some of these ceremonies and stuff. It really, it changed my perception of what leadership can look like. Yeah. Um, and not to say that that is the way that leadership needs to be done, but it is a different way versus I can very much understand where you're coming from with the like the strong, stoic, you're a badass, you grind, you yeah. work, you wake up early, you do this thing. The way thing. to run like, a 5K is to run a 5K. Yeah. Got it. Got it. But so you're talking like the, the leader of the ceremonies. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Because it would be the opposite. I don't know if it's opposite, but. It would be a totally different brand. It's, yeah, I, I don't know if I would classify it as opposite at all, but it is very different, mm -hmm. you know. And um, well, I've seen that. Like you'll see it, like just in daily life, like like that guy's a leader, or like that yeah. guy's comfortable. You can feel it. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. yeah There's. It's funny. I, I've told my wife about. It. There was a dad in one of the. Um, uh, in one of like it was one of their like preschool classes or something. I'm like mm -hmm. something about him I envy. And I've never even talked to him. Yeah. I don't it's know not, what it's it is. It's just his looks. It's just like there was something that I could tell was like, like he's at least on the outside, it, like he's winning as mm -hmm. just a, like being a, a man. And I don't know what it was. It was yeah. like something, like something good. And, and it's like I wanted to learn from him about how he like just handles his shit. You yeah. know, it just looked like he, I don't know, it was just a vibe. But that know? brings us back to kind of at the beginning of the, of the of our chat, we talked about our human intuition mm -hmm. and without going too woo-woo, you know, we, we do exude energy. And this is something that for years, Melissa was super critical of me about, mm -hmm. that she's like, you don't understand, you carry a very strong energy, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. And she's like, so when you walk into a room and you're pissy and you're an asshole or you're down or whatever it is, she's like, you drag everyone there, whether mm -hmm. they want to go or not. And the opposite. When you walk in and you're light and energetic and 
joking around and having a good time, you lift everyone. Yeah. And she would she would have to remind me of that a lot. And I've really in the last, especially the last six months, really started to recognize and appreciate that, not just about myself, but people in general, as to why you would see that guy and be like, I don't know you. I don't know anything about yeah. you. But I can tell there's something about you that that I would like to have in, in, in as a part of me as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I found that a lot with like, um, you know, I, I believe in that and I feel that until it's like sometimes I'll go home and almost like my guards let down. Mm-hmm. And it's like I just kind of let my stresses of the day turn me into kind of a, just a negative, just like mm-hmm. oh, we have to fucking cook dinner now. You know, one of those little pissy things. And that's one of the things like, you know, my wife, we've our communication is better than it's ever been. She'll like she'll be like you're being like, before it was like you're being negative. I'm like fuck you. It's because I need to be like yeah. you know because shit sucks. And it, it's like it took my ego to kind of drop to say, when she says that you're being like why are you being like this, I stop and go, I, I don't know why am I being let me let me unpack yeah. that you know. Yeah. So it's weird is how how I've been looking at questions for, they're they're not like, it's not to provoke a fight. It's to provoke like thought like why the fuck am I acting like this. Probably because I've trained one time in two weeks, and I do have that over me. I, I it is a stress. I'm like, I, I know I need to be moving. I'm a, yeah. like, I want to be training. I just haven't. Like, I think it's also like, you know, probably the closest thing that I'll ever feel to like the dude that, you know, like the, the dude that was like this badass QB in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, he's never gonna feel that again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's never gonna feel like, you know, winning the game for the you know, going to playoffs or whatever the hell, he's never going to feel that again. So I wonder if I'm, you know, chasing that sometimes Mm -hmm. and it's a stressful, like I'll never get a feel like, dude, the day I missed 700 pounds above my knees, like I just pulled 675 going for seven was probably one of the craziest experiences of my life. I mean, I had people, you know, I had a whole room of people taking pictures and videos and stuff. It was like, you know, I was one of the last people like in this deadlift run that we were all doing. And, um, like I'll probably, I'll probably never feel that again, but how do I feel close to that you know and it's like well and even how do you if you're chasing there is no two there's no two moments in our lives that will ever be identical so if you are chasing a very specific one mm-hmm. and again i get what you're saying with that with a host of, of different things i think a lot of people can relate to mm-hmm. that if you're chasing this very specific feeling then yeah you're likely to be let down by never finding it again mm-hmm. but if you're able to recognize what that feeling was why it was so valuable to you was it valuable because of the work you put in prior to ever mm-hmm. pulling that 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 weight yeah was it valuable because of the people you were surrounded with the environment that you were in now you start to recognize these are the things that feed right. me feeling accomplished and me feeling like it's you know it, it, it's a weird thing to start to recognize but the more you can then you can start to find those moments all the time and it's not even to say that that we shouldn't be negative or we shouldn't struggle or have pain. We need all of that. And mm-hmm. we, we, I mentioned it earlier. It's both. You need mm-hmm. both things. But you, you're, and you're lucky, and I'm lucky to have a spouse in our lives that is that's there to call us out on our bullshit. You're willing when we to need put up it. a little bit of a fight here. Yeah, and not just and push back. Yeah, yeah, yeah push 100%. back. hundred percent. And and it was like we kind of found it together. And that's one thing this week. I mean, I you know I mentioned to her. You know, we're just kind of sitting on the on the on, the, on our couch that I talked about, <laughs> and we're just talking. And, and I'm like, "Thank you for like not getting frustrated and 
uh, about that and, mm-hmm. and just calling it to question like why why what's going on what's because she's seen both sides she yeah. sees the whole she's seen she's been through all this you know what the fuck because obviously something's not right what what's causing it not why are you acting like this it's 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 more of a more of a you know hey you're acting like this unpack it figure out what the fuck's Shit. going yeah. on yeah. if you need to go do whatever you need to do just go do whatever you need to do because you know there are um they're becoming less and less frequent because mm-hmm. I am kind of stopping myself prior. You know, I mean, I have a lot of people trying to, you know, nitpick and not a lot of people. There's a couple of people in my life that are, that are just, you know, trying to steal some energy. Mm-hmm. What, like I have such a good thing going, like why allow that? And that's really, I've been diving into the stoicism and, and, you know, do, even just kind of reading the daily stoic again yeah. and understanding that you are not alone here. Like you are not special. This is something that everybody's going through. It's really reminded me of that, you know, and, yeah. and, and that you're, you're, you're not in control of all that. You're in control of, you, of this, your you know? reactions, your so, perceptions. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, think you really touched important. on a really good point that a lot of people could take, whether it's in making the decision to, to start their own business or managing the reactions around their family is, is space taking a breath. And it gives you just enough time. <laughs> Neither have I. I've, I've always been, been like, yeah. react immediately, yeah. right? And that's a big thing that I've integrated into just my life in general is breath and pausing mm-hmm. to give myself a minute to think about what am I contributing here? Because no matter what, you're contributing something, whether it's intentional or not, mm-hmm. right? You walk in the door and you're in a pissy mood and you don't even understand why, you're contributing to the energy of that room, to the demeanor of everyone else in there with you, whether you're actively trying to or not. It's, if you stop for a moment and you pause, what do I want to contribute mm-hmm. to this room? Maybe you want to contribute some anger. Yeah, right. Maybe you're walking in and your staff needs to hear about some stuff that's going on with the company so that they get a fire under their ass. Yeah. It might be a tool, but use it intentionally. Now you've contributed because you wanted to. Intentionally, not exclusively. Exactly. <laughs> right? Like you can't just be throwing yourself Correct. every day. It's, it's going to lose that. So now the guys at work, when I come in and I'm, you know, a little fired up and we got to do this and this, we got to get this shit out. They, they understand it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, there's, there's levels. It's not just full throttle. And, um, you haven't you know, worn I, that tool out by right. only using it. Right. I heard, um, I forget where I saw it, but a woman was just make, giving like communication tips. Mm-hmm. She's like, if you're ever in a conversation, if you're one of those, she's like, put your hand up if you're one of those people that has, you know, basically interrupted a conversation down to no, interrupted a conversation down to there being no conversation anymore. Essentially, like kind of talking into people and talking over people, mm-hmm. and then it kind of just burns out and fizzles out. So you're basically just a presenter, and the other person yeah, is just sitting. Yeah, which you, I, I've been that before. Yeah, I, you know, I, I tend to be like because I know so much about that, or I'm so excited about it. It's it's generally it's it's like with a positive mindset. It's oh, it doesn't like, have to be malicious mm-hmm. for it to be destructive. Well, it's almost never. It's almost the other way around. Like no, 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 okay, okay. I I know the whole story. I know what you're saying. Let me just stop you right there so I can start telling you how to fix it, mm-hmm. you know? And she's like, next time that happens, like, shut your fucking mouth. And, like, like, like let it keep coming out. Like, let anytime you have that, like, uh, like it's almost like an instinctual, like, it, anytime you have that, that intuition to, like, start talking over the persons to start fixing mm-hmm. their problem, that means you actually need to stop and listen a little bit more. Because mm-hmm. you have so much, like, because you're, like, you're like cocked fully, 
like maybe like now you need to kind of allow them to keep telling their story so that you can kind of boil yours down to exactly what that person needs. You sure. know what I'm saying? If sure. I came in and I'm like, hey, I'm overweight. I need to start losing weight. And you just start right there <laughs> telling me all of everything you know about diet yeah. and the exercise. Like, how much is that going to be helpful? Right, yeah. Like, so the so, vast majority, not at all. Yeah. So I so what I've noticed like you know as far as um, from a leadership standpoint, the guys at work, like I'll post something to them, and then I'll just listen until it gets quiet. Yeah. And I'll let it get quiet for a second, and sometimes there's like a little bit more to say. And then it's like, okay, now you're empty. Now I can figure out, you know, I think a lot of times uh, in my past, it, you know, with my, my wife, my kids, whatever, it's like you just start talking or you start trying to fix a problem and then sometimes you can't fix it. Like, you know, especially if you don't even know what the problem is. So, so I've really tried in the last couple weeks since I heard that tip to just like keep my mouth shut because I, I find myself jumping in and jumping over and trying to just... I'm too excited coming into it, yeah. and that's really been a helpful, helpful thing. Especially, so many of these conversations are done digitally or like over the phone or, you know, um, Zoom. You know, and a lot of times you may not realize that there's like a like a little bit of a delay or a little bit of a a pause there, and it can really make you sound like an asshole even if you don't realize it. And sure. the case in point was when I was doing a, a podcast a few weeks ago, I felt like I sounded like very very ego driven it was all about the cadence of our conversation because mm -hmm. like you and i are sitting right here there's no lag you know and, and we're we're talking you know I, you interrupt me we know there's this is pretty general conversation there's a dance there's a, yeah but this but there's also the pauses are very important too and on that conference i couldn't hear it because it was like it's coming through like five different lines up through my headphones that are probably worn out and all this different stuff. So I was, I was like talking over them a lot mm -hmm. and, it, and it was like, Oh, and I, so it was almost like, it was almost like backing up that where I'd heard that tip about sure. chilling back a little. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, cause I could see myself talking like that. No, 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 no. This is how it is. I yeah. Know. I mean, it, it brings it back to, again, I, I, what I've been really focusing on the last year or two is principles that can expand out from just one area. Mm -hmm. No way, it, 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 it's applicable in my fitness, in my communication, in my business. And breath and pause are a huge one, right? I mean, everything that you just talked about was about taking a little bit of time, whether it's just a moment or 10 minutes for your staff to discuss a, a, a problem or a challenge that was presented, mm -hmm. right? It's just taking that time. And that even applies to Melissa and I were talking to Kurt Bernardzik about language uh, recently on a couple podcasts ago. And we talked about goals around eliminating certain filler words, utilizing affirmations versus negations, uh, getting rid of the word but and replacing it with the word and when, uh, when you're talking about things. So you're not qualifying a statement oh, with that. Yeah. And one of the things that I brought up to Melissa she listened to the interview and said, wow, I didn't realize how much I say like and um. Yeah. And we talked about it. I said, when I started working at Warrior Salute and presenting all the time, I had to really, really practice slowing my speech down. Much to your point, being excited about something, knowing about something, nervous, standing in front of a room full of anywhere from 10 to 150, 200 people, you know, it, 
I needed to intentionally slow down in order to pull those filler words out, in order to give people the room to stay with me, especially if it's information or knowledge that they're learning, that they don't know already, yeah. right? In your, and in your head, you've already codified all this stuff. You know where you're going, so you're going 100 miles an hour. And it's funny, it, her and I mentioned it on another podcast, just talk, bringing this up, that she'll sometimes criticize me for reading story when I read stories at bedtime for how slowly I read with them. Right. But I, I remind her that this is a part, or and I remind her that this is a part of what I'm practicing to get better at. So that, much to your point about, Casey at Tacticalories and Casey in the rest of his life, you're working towards those those two Casey's being the same one. So right. there's no work involved in how you present yourself via chat. I, I want the same thing with my communication. I don't want to sound differently on this podcast mm-hmm. than I do when I'm having a beer with a friend, than I do when I'm talking to Dylan or Aubrey or whatever it is that, that I'm doing. I want it to spill over because if I have to put on an act every time we turn this microphone on, this is going to be dog shit, yep. right? If I have to put on an act every time I talk to my daughter, she's going to smell that on me. Yeah, you, you know, kid, you know, you yeah. you got two kids. Like they are ferociously aware of everything that's going on around. They may not be able to to really put it into a clear statement about what they're noticing, but they notice everything, mm-hmm. and they will smell your bullshit on you yeah, a 100%. fucking mile away. Yep. Yeah, and that's it's boiling it down, man. It's like uh, asking questions about their day and really giving a fuck about it, slowing down and, and really trying to dive in. And now, with us doing so much, you know, remote learning and stuff like that, I, I mean, it, there's negatives to it, but there's also having a real hand in this. You know, I see like uh, my wife and I have brought this up. Like, I, I don't think that I think my son would be having some pretty major issues if we weren't able to have our finger truly on the pulse and our life had been slowed down slowed down like you're talking about there has been a pause in our life where I'm afraid that um, if things were to get back up to regular speed full day class like we wouldn't have our hand in this stuff we you know that some of some of his challenges that he's been having you know he okay he passed kindergarten and he doesn't know how to do this this and this like bro like (laughs) we, we you have to um having us kind of figure out how to be educators and how to give him what he needs to, to figure, you know, learn his brand of learning, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to give it back to him. It's been really, it's almost like, I, I just feel really lucky that we were able to catch it. It's like, you know, cause like my brother had a, had a pretty severe uh, learning disability. Mm-hmm. I saw eventually got to the point where they're like, I mean, I don't know, man, just put, just, uh, just get him through. Like he deserves it. You know, he's a nice kid. He deserves Like keep pushing him through. And, which is that nice thought, but how does that serve him long term? Exactly, exactly. So, so you know, being able to create our own kind of brand of education for him, you know, slowing down isn't isn't always a bad thing. To slow yeah. down and be able to actually see how these kids are learning. And Chloe's like myself, and like you brought up, you, know, you said you were the same way. Like she has no doesn't have yet. to put much work no. in, and no, yeah. it's just kind of there. Yeah, she just kind of she does the work, but it's sure. just kind of like. All right, can I go get on my tablet now? <laughs> you know, like this is kind of done. Like you know, yeah. and and Mason's still, you know, trying to really figure it out. It's not really sticking, so it's hard for me too because I don't, I never, I don't 
we talked about never having a mentor. Like I don't know how to, to teach like this because yeah. I just learned it. So it's been a really unique thing, and slowing down isn't always isn't always bad. You know, it's been it's been nice. So I, you know, I talked about the negatives of not being in the gym as much. But my lord, I've never spent. You know, I I can't imagine a time in life without this pandemic thing that I would have the you know the graces of being able to spend this much time with my kids yeah. at all. If, if that wouldn't have happened, 20, 2020, you know, I still would have been up. Everything would have been, you know, we're, cru- we're cruising altitude now. Things are really moving. Our wholesale game is really picking up and all this different stuff. And it's like, I can't imagine if I weren't, you know, kind of like forced home. It's like that forced vacation yeah. thing. Um, I'm, I feel really lucky to have had this shitty year. Yeah, it, it wasn't all that shitty for and me. And it was, I was just going to say, it was really it shitty for a lot of people. It, yeah. And there were definitely some bumps. Um, I so lucky to have some of the things that we had. You know, we, we have a camp in the southern tier that, you know, isn't out of you know, people. Th- it's not out of price range for most people either. It's just yeah. we just did it, you know, yeah. and it's like. It's nothing special. It's at a campground. It's not like I have, you know, an amazing. It's not a you know, five million dollar lodge yeah, on a lake. Yeah, or something. yeah. It's not that. It's a camper at a campground. It's a couple grand a year. Um, like, but to be able to have that when shit was hitting the fan and we had a bug out when yeah. people were like, "Don't leave your homes." You know, you can't walk around North Ponds Park because everyone's gonna die if you could. You know, to keep the kids away from it. Oh, that was this place. That was our gym. I mean, same thing. I yeah, get, yeah. I get yeah, everyone's to gonna that. die. And, and for us, it was just like. If we didn't have getting out of Monroe County, because you get you would get out of Monroe County, and people are like, "What's going on?" <laughs> you know, it was like we're in this like echo chamber of, of negativity of, mm-hmm. of like, uh, what's what's today's thing that's going to kill you? And, so think uh, about this uh, to tie all of what you're saying back into the the idea of business and going into business on your own and some of the challenges. How valuable was it for this last year to have been? running your own business in order to allocate the time to your family while your kids are home to hit the road and go to the campground i mean and and those are things that i think when you when people start to weigh pros and cons of staying at that nine to five versus branching out on your own it's not to paint a picture that this is all that that going out on your own is all positive but there are some really big positives and i know melissa and i benefited from that too the ability to say okay who's going to help manage the kids and help them with school and do all these other things that were some parents, some households, they didn't have that option. Yeah. They needed to figure out how am I going to work remotely all day and my spouse needs to work remotely all day and we have a kid or two yeah. kids or three kids that also need to do remote, remote schooling of various ages. That I have no like, idea. That's, yeah. I feel for those people. That is That it had to have been and, pro, and for many still remains to be such a huge stressor how do you do any of those things well and then how do you maintain boundaries I know for us and specifically Melissa she's had a lot of clients who their 40 hour a week job went to an 80 hour a week job when it became remote because they just they opened all those boundaries up they're taking calls at 8 o'clock at night and on Sundays so my wife was lucky enough to see me in my all my 20s I always work remote so I kind of know how that played out. Well, if you don't have your hour commute, like I used to always think that, like people get pissed about sitting in traffic. I'm like, I wish I could go sit in traffic, like do <laughs> an hour of not doing something. Because yeah. I would wake up and it was like within 
15 minutes of me waking up, usually, I was working. I was doing yeah. things. And it was like, um, so my wife was able to see, you know, basically the negativity in terms of how the, you know, working from home. How it can run away from you if you're not Cause there's, intentional. Like, yeah, and this was like before working from home was such a norm, right? This is a couple of years ago where I hear it all the time. Like, oh, that's awesome, man. How do you like working from home? I was, mm-hmm. and I'm like. I mean, it's not all awesome. I mean, like, you know, there's some definitely Frozen some cars. negatives to it because you, you don't have a time clock like you guys do. You don't get up and leave at five. I mean, I, mm-hmm. what do you, why can't you? I mean, because that's a good question. Like, why wouldn't you be able to take a call right now? Like, you're home. Your computer's at home. You're working for, right? I mean, like, that's a pretty valid question. I've had that, I had that question asked me. Like, why, what do you mean, why can't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you be able to? So, my, my wife was able to see that and, it was the same thing. You use the phrase boundaries. We use the same exact phrase boundaries. I said, it's just like a dog. Like, you know, if you never let him go past those trees, you know, he's going to be interested in it, but eventually there's going to be a natural boundary figured out where like right now our dog does not go out of our yard. We do not have, we don't have, uh, you know, uh, invisible, fence invincible or, fences or anything, but he just is like, that's like never, never land over there, man. Now he's yeah. been four years, four years old. And he doesn't know what's behind our pool. You know, like, I, I know it's just, you know, that's where the Yeti lives or something. But I think that that's, you know, you have to establish those and you just cannot, it's like non-negotiable. If it is like, if you have, you know, I, I just don't know how to even negotiate those because I, it was pitched to me the same way. Like, well, yeah, but Adam, our sales rep out in Hawaii needs to talk to you tonight. So, well, he, Sorry, well, I'm Adam. sorry. Well, he can call me during my business hours, and oh, that doesn't work that way. Well, like it's too early there. Well, it's too late here. It doesn't yeah. fucking. Let's you know, find a same. different solution. Right, right. So, what I do see though, the positive of that, because again, to kind of counteract and weight kind of the negatives when you and I bring up these negatives, one of the positives is I remember working from home, and uh, in the middle of a meeting, you know, there's a pause like this. Somebody goes, was that a bird chirping? I go, yeah, I'm sitting out on my back patio. And they're like, what? I thought you were working. I'm like, no, I'm in a, I'm in a conference call. <laughs> like, I'm sitting on my back patio getting, like, I'm just sitting. In the sun, yeah. They're like, well, all right, we'll talk about it later. Like, Excuse me? So, like, now you don't hear that. I mean, now everybody works from home. I mean, it's like super common. Like you mm-hmm. just hear, you know, not everybody, but a, maj- a lot of people. There's been a class shift in in that, and a lot of people are working from home now, where it's like they're all getting to see that, and it's like uh, the acceptance of kind of because I am totally for kicking the old guard out. Like I'm totally for yeah. ripping it all down and putting some something new up. I love that. It's like everything I do, <laughs> to the music I listen to, everything is is out with the old, in with the new. Sure. And uh, I just I love that idea that it's breaking, it's forcing these, you know, old fucks, some of them, to, to change the way that they look at business and to yeah. change the way that they treat their employees and trade, trade, you know, reteach the employees about how they treat themselves and what they allow was, themselves to do. You just stole the, the thought right out of my head, that, and, and even for the employees themselves. Mm-hmm. It's, it's reteaching them. It, it's yeah. re-educating them about mm-hmm. what this can and should look like. I think it doesn't it could... have to be this thing that you've always known. It can be whatever you want to create it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really can. And that, that applies to your professional life and everything else around it. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a secret to like unlocking like kind of the next step in our economy is figuring out kind of how to do this at scale and mm-hmm. let people love life again and let people actually 
like you know you don't have to it's not like we talked earlier about like the enemy thing and like the the your competition doesn't have to necessarily be your enemy no. and your job doesn't have to be the fucking enemy either no. right and I guess that's a probably a pretty good way to conclude this whole conversation yeah. is that they're probably good those it, people are, those things those entities are gonna be both just like yeah. you mentioned the cold before the cold is going to bring some pain and suffering and it's also going to teach you a lot and bring you some comfort and control and it, it's going to be both things yeah it's going to be both I love it man dude it's smart um, before we jump off any parting words that you want to leave for people just something that they could that they could apply even tomorrow in just looking at what they're doing professionally or personally and and to help them maybe build the confidence or awareness of making that leap, whether that's leaving their job, whether that's trying for that promotion, whether that's, you know, it, it doesn't have to be anything in particular. Anything that comes to mind for you? Um, I sell a course. It's uh, a, <laughs> you know. So I, it was <laughs> you guys to go to. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, I, you know, I think the thing is trust yourself, man. And trust, if you think this is a smart move, like, dude, I think, you know, in, so, social media is in our face and we get to see so much but it's like you get to see proof proof of concept mm-hmm. the a business and, and you know take take the negativity out yeah but how well do you think he's really doing or oh like oh yeah but his dad paid for all that like take all that out but like could, the proof of concept is are are there people interested in it you mm-hmm. get to like that's free like that's free you can go and see if people are talking and it's not just likes I mean like are people engaging in it you know Trust yourself. Trust your 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 gut about what you need to do, and you know your research is right there. Like you can you can use social media to say like, I wonder if that would actually fucking work. Has it been done before? And like Melissa said, just because it's done, but if it's been done before, that's actually a good thing. Like you're not going to reinvent the wheel. Like to, for us, there's nothing. There's nothing new. It's nothing new. No new recycled friends. ideas. Uh huh. So so your brand of the idea could be just it. Like dude, I sell salt. I mean, what? Like, <laughs> like that's number one. You didn't invent salt. <laughs> you know, like, uh, but I, so I think trusting yourself, trusting um, your your partner, you know, if you have one, or or whether it be like a personal relationship or a business partner or, or somebody that you confide sure. in, um, you know, realizing no one is coming to save you, and that doesn't mean we're crashing today, but it means you know. Um, that evacuation plan, like what's that? What's that plan? I don't. No one would think you're unreasonable for having a fucking fire evacuate fire evacuation plan in your office building or, or your home. Like that, that's not unreasonable. Or a plan of uh, if there's if there's a fucking home invasion, you have an idea, you have a plan, putting it. I don't. No one's going to think it's unreasonable to start laying that out. Mm-hmm. Um, dry firing. That's what you're doing here. Coming up with concepts and and seeing would they really work? You know what's crazy is I should have said this with Melissa here, and I, I thought about it earlier. My first proof of concept with tacked calories happened in at Boomtown. Uh, uh, I don't even remember who it was, but I brought like my first couple pouches in to like Rob and like Edwin and these guys. Sure. Like, like, what do you guys think about this? And they're like, "Fucking dope!" You know, it's just like it was like a fifty dollar investment. Yeah. And like, what do you, what do you think? What you know? And that's you know, I talked about making some money with the last company. This was a five hundred dollar investment. My wife would not have let me spend any more on it. It was like in the very early infancy, so it doesn't take a lot. You don't have to, you know, no. It takes business, less than you think. Yeah, it, it, no business plan, anything like that. And I'll tell you what: the other thing is um, reaching out to people that you would love to be like. Just yeah. like in fitness, if you'd reach out to, you know, Rich Froning for his ab routine, 
uh, you're going to do the same thing for... Is that even relevant anymore? I don't know. Was that way you're off? asking the wrong yeah. person. Um, like, there, there's people that are willing to help. Yes. You know, like, I, I think that... In large, we are um, we are we are pretty cool. You know, ge generally, like people are pretty cool as long as you respect them and you come at them with the right um, phrasing. And I love that my guy didn't. So mm -hmm. then I just quietly found some others that did, and now I feel like I'm like a leader in that space. You know, so it's like trust yourself, trust like this idea that you have. Um, don't go too big, but don't be afraid to go too big. Um, it doesn't have to be anything that you don't want it to be just because you've seen other people do that doesn't mean that it has to be I love the that, that quote you said about the, what would this look like if it was simpler yeah. I think that all you know have your ducks in a row know that it's not any easier it's just different <laughs> you know uh, and uh, be ready man I wouldn't trade anything for it I mean I, you know I look back and it's just like what a different life I'm, I'm living now yeah. and I don't know where I would be uh, if I wouldn't have started while the while the ocean was calm, sure. a little bit, you know. At least, you know. You know. I mean, it was started during a little bit of turmoil, but it wasn't. You don't have a job anymore. You sure. know. So, start now. Come up with something. I don't know. I'm here too. I mean, I you know I I don't expect a, a massive rush from any of these podcasts, but if anybody needs me, yeah. tech calories, <laughs> you know, or Casey no holds barred. B-A-R-D, not B-A-R-R-E-D. Casey No Holds Bart on Instagram. So, Awesome. Dude. Appreciate it. That was beautiful. That was such a fun conversation, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, guys, we will be sure to link in the show notes uh, how you can reach out, how you can follow Casey, Tactic Calories. Uh, we'll throw a couple things in there that we mentioned during the chat today. We appreciate you being a part of this with us. Um, follow the podcast, share it, subscribe, let people know, reach out and let us know if there's anything you'd love to hear us chat about when we're sharing our human experience. Take care. Hello, everyone. Just want to take a quick moment here and apologize for our little technical error here. We had an issue with uploading the audio, which is why about halfway through you heard Casey repeat a word or two during the interview. Um, we appreciate you listening through. We appreciate your support and your understanding for our technical screw-ups. Thanks for staying with us. We love you all. We'll talk soon.